Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 188. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky. Hello. Hey, hey, that's me. And Jana's back for the first Hi, time I'm in alive. a minute. And yeah. we also have a guest today, which is our first Patreon patron, Scott. Also my brother, who is conspicuously wearing a fully charged shirt. Mm. Welcome. Hi there. So we lured him on the podcast because we've been kind of hinting at the Nero saga for the last couple of months. Uh, and we haven't even been hinting at it as long as it's been going on, so we will get to that shortly, um, although we're skipping the guest questions because you've already done them for us. So let me start first with a Patreon plug. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On our customized page on this content support platform for content consumers like you to support content producers like us, you will find two open-ended levels of support. Feel free to check it out. Thank you. Sometimes you even end up on the show yourself. That is true. Uh, let's move on to beer. Scott was kind enough to bring some Urban Growler Cowbell Cream Ale. I literally almost brought that. <laughs> and instead, And then I Ryan brought... Grolsch. It's a Pilsner <laughs> from the Netherlands. I love the bottle. It's a great... This yeah, might be... It's got like one of those cellar cask lids. Um, here we go. Oh, you're on both cameras. Heck yeah. There you go. Now you have the full 3D VR experience. <laughs> and for audio listeners, sorry, it's just cool. you got to describe the bottle a little bit before you move on from that one. It is unbelievably thick. It's like Coke bottle thick. It's got that green tinge. It's thicker than that. This is a solid half centimeter thick. Is it thick. thick with three C's? Yeah. Oh, well, it's either two C's in emojis or it's three C's. That's I'm not sure. I could drop this bottle and it wouldn't break. Well, that's mm. the case with most bottles. Uh, but the the top of the bottle, since it has that wire, it's uh, like a, a water lid. bottle at a fancy re- like a fancy yeah. Italian restaurant. Yeah, exactly. It's got like that like the little wire thing that pulls the cap shut, and it's like a reusable. I think just bottle hearing almost. that people yeah. will know exactly here. what you're talking about. But it also, it doesn't have the lip for the bottle cap. To no, it doesn't. Onto. It's kind of weird to drink. Mm. I was gonna but say here, that's gotta me, be. Let me just pop this right next. To it. You can you don't have to turn it off. I, I, yeah, it. I was going to, and then I decided against it. There we go. Yeah, you can literally just hear. It. I'm gonna do it one more time when you're not. Hmm. It's compelling. It's pretty cool. <laughs> also, they've been brewing since uh, 1615. Mm. I was going to say, what am I hearing? They've literally been brewing oh. since... I think the TV's on downstairs, Corey. <laughs> they've literally been brewing since before the Orange family. No, actually, yes. They started brewing when William of Orange. Is that Agent Orange? No. Oh. That's a punk band. Also, something from Vietnam. Something. But something. it's... The, yeah, mm. th- this basically predates the Netherlands succession from the Spanish So in the Empire. U.S., when the 19th Amendment came around, we lost, I think, three-quarters of our breweries. Is there anything comparable to that in uh, in Europe? For instance, World War One, did they lose a lot of theirs? You know, no, not really, because hmm. a lot of them, like, the original brewing apparatuses and stuff, like, they didn't lose stuff. Um, I think the larger issue that you had with breweries is a lot of the breweries that you see that exist are from, like, coastal areas that are more affluent, whereas, like, Central Europe really was devastated during the Thirty Years' War, which, like, hmm. is, like, proto-World War One. Ah. Right? Yeah. It, it's, like, it was really bad. <laughs> like, so World War One was actually pre-World War One, the electric CNN? Yes. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was, like, the Thirty Years' War, uh, pretty much, it was something like... Oh, thank you. I think it was half of the population <laughs> of Central Europe died. I don't oh, know what year that was, like but I know it was pre-war. <laughs> yeah, it is very pre-war, but it was pre-Napoleonic Wars. Oh, my. Um, we don't have a bell for something that old. If <clears throat> Literally half of Central Europe's population died. And that's like, yeah, so that's why you never see, like, ancient breweries from, like, Vienna. 
because Vienna was wrecked several times. Yeah, and, Bulgaria still hasn't recovered. Yeah, and also <laughs> Poland is Poland. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but we got Polish sausage from them, so that's good. Oh, well. And car Polish. I'm not going to lie. Poland's actually kind of a cool country. Like, I used to not like Poland that much. Poland is a country? Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Uh, at the moment. At the moment. Because it kind of... on it, the air in Poland. It comes and goes. Like, they're, <laughs> <laughs> they were an empire, and then they were part of Russia and part of uh, Germany, and then they were a uh, country again, and then, again, Russia and Germany invaded them, and then Sweden invaded them. And then they were a country Wait, again. Yeah, Sweden. Sweden was a military power up until the Thirty Years' War. What's that fiat that's like super? Fiat one twenty five P one twenty six. Yeah, one one twenty six P Polski. I was yes. gonna say, isn't that like just thick on the ground in Poland? Yeah, still? and there's a recent EV uh, uh, concept based on it. Yeah, the, uh, then oh, they also very, did very the. Fine. What was that other one? Was that I think it was Polish. That one that we uh, the Nove. Uh, the one that's like the fifties kind of design. It's a three wheeler. I don't remember. It's very cool. I said it was like one of my favorite cars. My brain is like already hit carrying capacity, so like some parts of the carbitrage are going away. Also, uh, Poland made the FSO Polonez, which is a rear-wheel drive. I do remember that. Giorgetto-designed hatchback, which is very cool. I think that was in a Gran Turismo or something. That's why I'm aware of it. There was definitely an FSO in one. Anyway, that'd be pretty cool if it was in a Gran Turismo. Um, I kind of want one. So anyway, we're going to get into topics at some point. Oh, yes, and Chopin's from Frederick Chopin. Yeah. I have vodka in the fridge that has Chopin on it, but it's Polish. We'll get there soon. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Oh, nice. Poland. It's actually delicious vodka. Poland's great. Like, I just you leverage my coworker. He's one of those addictive personalities that needs to know what the best of everything is. So mm. instead of reading internet reviews, he bought like 40 vodkas. Oh. And he tested them all. I'm like, this is by far the best I love this guy. This guy sounds anyway. great. So uh, if you, if we you should explain uh, to him what the, mo- the best affordable family EV was, what would you, what would you uh, suggest to him? Uh, Model Y is what he wants. <laughs> and honestly, that's so he's still... he's rich, too. <laughs> well, yeah, he's a developer. So, yes, he's wealthy. I, but I think every Polish person poor. I know, for the most part, has a lot of money. Cause well, it's because they all drive in a 126p. The, the other Polish and person I know is... Poland. The, other, the other Polish person I know is... True. Pavel, who's got the... Um, Which the, Pavel? Not the Pavel you know. Oh. This is the Pavel that rebuilds people's faces and drives a van again. Anyway, so building on stickers. rebuilding faces and vanigans, let's get in <laughs> to the E Nero, which Ryan and Jana, you both just drove it. That car's a hoot. Ryan drove it. Okay. I, I yeah, Jan. And... I, I thought I thought she'd want to, but she didn't. But well, I did, but I thought we should start. This we'll drive it after I'll this. Drive it after. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that car's, a, that car's a riot. I love it. It is a lot better than a Chevy Bolt. Mm-hmm. So. When I got into it, talking about cars that, like, succeed your expectations, like, we were talking about, like, our, our last, I think it was that last episode, we talked about our automotive letdowns mm-hmm. and, like, our ba- greatest automotive <laughs> surprises. That's on my list because I've driven other Kia crossovers. Two episodes ago. Yes, yeah, two episodes ago. Yep. It's a hatch. Um, <laughs> but, I've, like, I've driven their other crossovers and such, and it wasn't, they weren't great. And then I was, like, expecting that. I was expecting a Sportage or, like, Something along those lines. Well, I sat in a, a, an actual base Nero at the auto show like yeah. three years ago. I'm like, wow, this isn't great. Both an electric powertrain. Well, that's the thing. It's like I don't it, it, like when I, when I see the interior. I'm not talking about like, the interior fit and finish. I'm talking about like, right. the way it actually drives and stuff. And, right. Like, okay. When you feel how it feels in a corner and everything. I was expecting more of a crossover, and it honestly feels totally competent. It is way more fun than I would ever have expected to have in that car. And it's on trash eco tires. Yeah, like that's actually a great vehicle. Which and don't have a great smell when they burn. Mm. We no, mm. they smell terrible. Also, <laughs> it does it fantastic does a... burnouts. <laughs> <laughs> One wheel peel. 
I really wish I'd looked to my left when I did a one-wheel peel pass. This one guy, tire this fire, big, peg leg burnout. There's this guy, this big uh, yee bro truck. When I did like a, <laughs> a, a U-turn around him, I let her rip. And I really wish I'd looked over to look at him. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's quick, too. It I mean, unbelievable. When we man. went to pick it up from the dealership, I'm not going to spoil too much of the story, but um, my car, my Tesla Model S 70D, was at like 35% state of charge. It was a cold-ish day. Um, but the Nero at like 90% SOC was mm-hmm. just as fast. That's bananas. Doing highway once you're in Once you're in motion. Yeah. It would still suffer because it's front-wheel drive, right. unfortunately. And we definitely surprised the 992 Porsche 911 on 35E. It was Good. like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so Scott, how did you actually decide on the Nero? We really haven't covered that too much on the episode, but I think it's worth kind of mentioning how you came to it. Well, it's a long story, but we also dedicated a whole episode to it. But <clears throat> the inception of, it's first of all... It's a bad movie. You've known for a while that I was looking for an EV, and I had my eyes on the ID7 slash ID Buzz, which you should put on the screen. And I'll, let, fine, let I'll do see. that while you we, do we the know, thing. Yeah, the um, ID Buzz is So anyway, that's delayed it to come out in 2022, but with the well, cor- de- Corona Modi virus, it's, uh, who knows? You have a deposit down on one of those. Uh, no. no. They've not accepted a deposit, and I check in with them periodically... Uh, to make sure I'm on the wait list, and every time I ask, am I the first on the wait list, and then they just answer a different question. So I'm not sure I've exactly. I've officially found the worst photo of the ID7, so <laughs> there you go. I've never seen that one before. <clears throat> but it's anyway, it's a... It's taken a, in 1997. An MEB-based uh, MPV slash van on a skateboard chassis, and uh, ID7 is supposed to have 111 kilowatt hours. Who knows what it'll actually have. But... Yeah, I think by the time we actually <laughs> see it, it'll be more... If it's 111 base, that would actually be okay. I right. also have... It's also Volkswagen, so I'm not, no faith that they're going to make it It'll survival. break. It will be... It will break Apparently all constantly. EVs break, which we'll get to, but... Um... <laughs> One of your most famous rants was about me commenting about... A, I think it was the ID platform or something MEB, and you just went off on how yeah. they're going to find a way to ruin it. They will. It. <laughs> they absolutely will. I've got no faith that they won't ruin this vehicle. <laughs> So anyway. But at least it'll be under warranty since I have to I have to buy it new because all this stuff you have to get new because the used ones don't really exist. That's true, man. So anyway, I was looking at the different options that are family uh, because backing up a little bit more, the 911 broke down twice through belts. Um, Ooh, didn't do any damage, but stranded me. And um, yeah. so I was like, eh. It, it acted like a Volkswagen. You know, yeah. we looked, and Eric looked it over and it was just the belt shredded on the... Uh, I don't know if it was a loose pulley or whatnot. Well, we originally had the belt shred on the dyno when we were doing the plenum and stuff like that. And the first time it shredded, I found an explanation, which was, yeah, one of the hose clamps on the big intake boot for this GT3 throttle body was touching the belt. So it just peeled the inside off and it just threw it. Yeah. But it happened twice more on his commute. So it Mm. seemed to be tiered to, like, high RPM. It did have an underdrive pulley on it, but it had an entirely new belt drive, a new alternator. So there was really nothing. And it had been doing probably twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 miles uh, since all those mods were done. It was a weird, yeah. it was a weird burger problem because you guys always have weird problems that nobody else has. It's like, a, it's, yeah. Yeah. It, you have the automotive version of what I call a Blake problem where from Blake's just electronics for inexplicably fail for no reason. My automotive yeah. luck is really horrible. Yeah. It's a genetic thing. It looks uh, like maybe <laughs> it's like people who, who complain constantly, about their relationships going sour. It's like, if you have multiple bad relationships in a row, it's not them. It's probably you. <laughs> maybe yeah. you just, so in own, this case, it's probably not the car. It's you just us. own European cars. <laughs> just saying. Are you um, saying that buying the cheapest possible exotic car is not always a good idea? 
Yeah, that car served me well uh, overall. That was a that was a lot of miles. Just over four years I had it uh, from ninety seven thousand miles to one hundred and thirty eight. I, I think. thought it had one hundred and forty something, or maybe one hundred and forty. I can't remember now. You could look up the Bring a Trailer. It might have been wait, one, wait, what year is it? Oh two. Oh two. It was oh two. So that would be like the first year of the IMS. For, no, not was the it? first year of that. No, it was the first year of the refresh, which is when they went to the single row. Yeah. No, they went to the single I'm row sorry, in late 99 production. So your original engine would have been a single small, row, small single diameter, row. Yeah. but his engine was replaced with the larger 997. Correct. Perfect. Single, single row, row, but larger okay. diameter bearing. <clears throat> As oh, opposed to the early 996s came out in 97 or so. Yeah, those and were those, fine. Those actually were pretty robust, which is weird because those really started the reputation. So, anyway, that one ended up uh, going to bring a trailer, selling... Well, I know it was picked up oh, on July dude, 4th. Oh, dude, did you just type in 996, and you're just hoping for the best? <laughs> no, I'm going to try to find his list. I've scrolling liter- through bring I've a trailer, literally listed wow, 10 of these since I started working at bring a trailer. <laughs> uh, Every day, I'm given a car and a 911. Well, you keep talking. I'll find it. I'd be curious to see some of the charting. You know, they made a lot of 996s. You you're probably better off looking on that chart. And seeing about what the price was and finding it that way. Yeah, so mine was unique because it was right a hundred mile You're car. in July 2020. Fine. <laughs> wow. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you. I've oh, my God. Look how thick this graph is. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. I, I literally uh, get at least. You can least... probably look for a standout low, and that might be me, right? Because, I mean, it was a high mile car with real. I mean, Wait, what month did you sell it? Uh, probably like May, maybe June, probably May. <laughs> 2017, 18. Oh, it sold oh, for oh, just under month, just yeah. under 18. So I don't know what those are, but uh, you know, this is a fool's errand. I'm not even. Well, try. anyway, the car sold for about 18 <clears throat> grand, which is about what we expected. That's and, fair. Yeah, that, that's yeah, a fair price. Sold within 500 bucks of what I thought it would. Right. Yeah. And so anyway, that one was breaking down, but it was actually in good shape, so I didn't feel too bad, you know, selling that off to someone. And um, but then the element was also uh, the second element. I was starting to have Rip. issues. Uh, boy, I'm trying to remember now what the issues even were. Oh, well, it, was, it had this weird vibration at highway speeds. and Which turned out to be a drive shaft that I couldn't believe was still in the vehicle. The U-joint was so perished. So, anyway, that, that had 200 That would make sense. Yeah, 237,000 miles. So, it was time to get something, not necessarily lower miles. The whole car feels loose. A little more turnkey, yeah. but yeah, that thing rattled like crazy since oh, I had Oh, I'd done everything, but there's only so much you can do. Yeah, that's, I mean, like, the whole car just gets loose. It sounds like it might have been the um, rear sway bar bushings, which I'd actually bought but never installed. Oh, I might not. So it sounds like that's a really common rear clunk issue, but neither here nor there, because that one sold down too. Yep. Thank goodness. Although I did enjoy the elements, oddly. Oh, I Elements mean, are great. In most ways, the element was still more fun to drive, but... From an actual commute, well, it's more manual perspective so than the EV just becomes in a, a class of its own. But anyway, so your your car ownership history is the most fun, affordable way to commute yourself mm-hmm. historically. Well, and and I would have had an EV commuter. I would have bought a 500e some time ago, except that I have a 25 one-way mile commute. Mm. So that's 50 miles. So you're looking at that puts you something a little yeah. bit higher. Than the base compliance cars like the 500e because in the winter you're going to lose a lot, 40 percent. So it would be cutting it too close to run any errand on the way home. Basically, you yeah. could do it, but it would just be going straight there, straight back. Well, on um, Stillwater, bless their heart, no EV infrastructure no, at all. None. Mm-hmm. There's none. I uh, I'm actually very seriously considering a 500e now that I have such a short commute to There's work. There's a very cheap one that's in good condition on Marketplace. Although I think he raised his price from 5,500 to 6,000. Still 5,000. I could I could actually get the one that's I think the white and orange one. Comics, like a big yeah the creamsicle um i can get one of those for about six grand now mm-hmm. 
So I was, that's how I was thinking about in, just getting in state or out of state. Yeah, on true car. That's the problem. So it'd be it'd be seven grand all in of exactly what I want. Yeah. So anyway, so we started sh- shopping around. I have a slight aversion to Tesla, but a Model S kind of would have made sense because I was looking for what I could do my commute fifty miles in winter, worst conditions with a little bit to spare. Mm-hmm. There's a few options if you look out there. Mm-hmm. Used uh, Bolt is the obvious choice. You can, yeah. Now they're even less, but at the time they were about seventeen grand. I think I've seen them for under thirteen now. Yeah. Uh, Bolt, uh, by all accounts, is a good car. It just needs a paper bag on its head because it's hideous. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a bow tie on it. So and you, and of, it has a live, <clears throat> or not a live, uh, a, a beam. It has a beam axle. Yeah, but I mean, also, most importantly, it's got a bow tie on it, so you, you kind of look <laughs> like you're poor. Like well, I mean, times. which is fine if you're sleeper. paying thirteen grand for the car and you're getting sixty kilowatt hours. This is my thing. It's like there's like there's like poor and unfortunate, and then it's just like thrifty. But like I've, thrifty is Mitsubishi. So, poor so and unfortunate. Shitty. We we had uh, Stella at the fully charged when there was a, an opportunity to drive mm-hmm. a, a later a Bolt, which Eric did. Yeah. And uh, the, the toddler was being a little difficult, so I was not able to justify doing that. Mm-hmm. But I kind of wish I had. But. It drove well, but it's not it's not as good to drive. I mean, the seats are noticeably worse. And the, the seats are a big deal. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I was <laughs> this is a, I think it's the second or third car in a row I bought sight unseen. Mm-hmm. So I'll get back to that. But um, but anyway, we also looked at the Kona. Mm-hmm. If you look at the affordable mainstream mm-hmm. EVs that have at least 150 miles range, you well, only the have same a car. Few. Yeah, it's the Kona. Well, they're very the, similar. Yeah. yeah, and the Kona is I actually you know the Nero's grown on me a lot in terms of styling. Uh, but from a and practic- the EV looks pretty it's good. Really pretty. And the, the front is way better. In fact, I think I've decided that the white might be the best color in the Nero EV because oh. it got the full grill. I don't know if you can pull a white one up, but I, I got the platinum. I think that would actually look really good. In- I, that'd look good in white. So I got the platinum graphite because that was cheap, yeah. and they had it in stock. So I ended up buying out of Seattle um, uh, Everett. I'm just thinking technically, if you, if you lowered it about two inches, it would look perfect. So the weird thing about the EV is you can actually see in this picture, you can see the battery pack yeah. hanging down. So this oh, platform, yeah, and I don't know the name of the platform, but it, it's a Nero platform shared with the Ionic, but not the Kona. Kona's okay. on a different platform, which is shared with the Soul. Weird. So this is I very weird. So the Ionic and the um, oh yeah, and then the US spec uh, Nero's get the black trim, whereas like Canada gets chrome trim. Oh, okay. Ooh, Just fancy. totally bizarre. So yeah. since mine's a dark color, black's matter. probably better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, can you give me one of the one of these? Grolsch. Uh, I, I don't think I we're. I don't Thank think you. we're setting this delicious. up very well. But anyway, I was looking at the Kona seriously. In fact, we we they're not sold in the state. Oh, Kona's really? uh, EVs and um, Nero EVs are not sold in Minnesota. They're sold in 14 states. But if you know the ZEV states, take yep. those states and then add Georgia and Texas. Thank you. Interesting. Um, Texas. I guess because there's people that want them there. I, I don't really understand it. Um, You're giving that koozie the big gape. <laughs> oh, wow. Yuck. Okay. Uh, Anywho. So we looked at the Kona, and, and you're not going to be able to pull up a backseat picture quickly, and you don't need to, but the we were, we're shopping with, we, with an expectation of two kids, not yes. one. And the big thing... Is rear-facing car seats. Yeah. So front-facing, anything works, and it yeah. works well. Yeah. Yeah. Rear-facing, much different, um, because it needs to. Basically, you need to have a lot more length from the back mm-hmm. of the rear seat to the back of the front seat. Because yeah. they want kids rear-facing until like two years old now. Well, I mean, spe- I mean, they, everyone's in a bucket. You yeah. Know, the the plastic thing you carry around for. Uh, forget exactly how long but six plus months so any of the kona was really what i was really really focusing in on in fact there was a salvage title or sorry a lemon buyback yeah, it was a buyback but it was a clean the title closest otherwise. in the country was out of chicago and i was oh. really seriously looking at this one i think it was 32 
two grand? It was low thirties, and it actually came down while you were looking, but nobody would respond to you. Right. They would not. They would not sell it to me, and they oh, they, they knew I was out of state, and they, they were getting a lot of interest. In fact, mm, the funny okay. thing about that Kona, which I did not buy, is they raised the price two or three times. Huh. So like the website price kept going up, up and up and up, up, and I think it ended up at like thirty six k or something before they actually sold hmm. it, and they retailed for about thirty. But the best part of that thing's history was it was lemoned out. Yes. And there's no there's no linear way to tell this whole story, but anyway, that that Kona had been in Minneapolis. It had oh. been at uh, oh. Maury's, I think, uh, okay. one of the West Metro uh, Hyundai dealers. Three ninety four Hyundai. And it had uh, we looked into it. We we dug into its I think Carfax or whatnot, and it had a gear drive as the reason for lemon buyback. Mm-hmm. So there was something to do with the drivetrain, which is really strange for an EV because they're a gear or two connected to a electric. You know, yeah, there's no AC combustion motor gas. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's really nothing to contaminate. It's much more similar to like a, a rear-end differential on a gas car than it is right. to a transmission in a... Right. Yeah. And the, the, the Nero's reduction gear is like 8.1 to, to 1. I hmm. forget exactly. The Kona's is actually a little bit shorter, I think. Hmm. So they're just a little bit quicker and a little bit lighter. Um, it's either shorter or longer, but they're not the same. Anyway, the, we looked at the Kona, but it, we looked at a gas version in the showroom. Mm-hmm. People are nice at... Uh, Randy brought one of those down here during a podcast once. Uh, yes, Kona? Yep. Yeah, uh, I personally really like the gas Kona look a little bit better, <laughs> whereas I think the Nero looks better in EV trim than its gas counterpart. Okay. So for me, the Kona, especially in that electric green, uh, I don't mm-hmm. know what they call it. Yeah, I couldn't easily find one of those. Which is so weird. Oh, the the, the EV versions the of the Kona only come in dull colors. They have like a dull red, a dull green... That's the I like soul. EV I know. cars. This is my favorite one, though. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and the soul is one we don't get, and that's definitely what it would have bought if they yeah, were offered here. I just perfect. I hate the belt line on it. Yeah, it's so, so good tall. though. They're small. I love how small just, those are. Yeah, they're small, but I mean, the windows reminds me of Jack Benny's pants. But they're, I love they're the so Kia nice. Soul. Like <laughs> one of my parents at work owns one, and my coworkers owned two. I mean, she doesn't work with me anymore, so I saw them all the time, and they're just the cutest. I think if they've if we got them in all-wheel drive, which I know they exist in all-wheel drive, we just don't get them in America that way. You if don't need all-wheel drive for anything ever. But I feel like I would like that more if it was all-wheel drive. Well, Why? Only, only the gas ones. Yeah, because the, then the electrics can, do then not I, come out. Because then I can anymore. make it take cool off-roader. <laughs> which you're going to use never. Well, actually. Uh, so the jam. element was all-wheel drive Again, technically. Even still. And I'm fully convinced that the Nero will out-accelerate the element in the winter. I am just oh. 100% convinced of it. Oh, yeah. Gu- no, guaranteed. Yeah. Even just brake vectoring is mm-hmm. better than open diff with real t- real-time all-wheel drive. And Kia's not known for its suspension tuning, but it's no. still better than an 03 element. Yeah. So anyway, going back to the shopping process a little bit. Yeah, the Model Y existed. but At the time, they were 52. I think they lowered to 50,000 uh, yeah, U.S., and they were um, not eligible for the tax credit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whereas all Hyundai Kia products are still eligible for the full federal $7,500 tax credit. Electric nice. products. Correct. <laughs> yes. And and the other thing I learned recently is that this is not a one-time tax credit. This oh. is a once-per-year tax credit. Oh. Because I had been thinking of selling, uh, saving it for the van, which is going to yeah. be probably seventy to 75000 because I'm going to get it fully loaded. I would say, yeah. Um, it's $356,000. Yeah, I see those all the time. Well, here you do. I like 356s. <laughs> That's it's fine. It's Porsche I care about. No offense. <clears throat> the most Beetle the of Porsches. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so anyway, we narrowed it down to the Nero because there's a few reasons. One, it is practical. Mm-hmm. Two, it's a little bit interesting because it isn't mm-hmm. sold here. Yeah. And I thought it would have one of the few in the state. Apparently there are a couple others. I was thinking it might have been the only one. 
but ended up uh, going. So there's so much to this. Wow. So yeah, that's why we set aside an episode. Yep, that's it doesn't true. make sense to so rush it. So the cheapest Neros were available in uh, California, mm-hmm. and uh, there's two trims. There's like a really stripped down one, and then there's like a way too fully loaded one. They call it the EX <laughs> and the EX Premium mm-hmm. because they can't just come up with two different you know acronyms. Scum class and amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And every market calls them different things. Like in Canada, it's the SX Premium, whereas here it's the EX. And then in, in Britain, they're the, like the five. They call it like a number. The SX is usually like the performance model. That's odd. And, uh, and EX and Honda is premium. So. Yeah, that's and I'll so get weird. into some other visual cues later. But actually, we were talking about the battery pack being visible from below, which yeah, you can see in the other one. this photo. So the ground clearance is lower in the EV, but the ride height is higher. Mm. So by creating this shared platform, which is available in you know mild hybrid, plug-in hybrid, and full EV, oh. it's the same chassis, basically the same interior. There's some mm. small differences. For instance, the rear seat footroom is slightly elevated in the full EV, which honestly I've sat back there briefly and you don't even really notice it. But um, So anyway, it's a shared chassis, and so what they did was to give it adequate i guess ride uh, ground clearance they actually raised the suspension just a little bit and it has 6.1 inches of ground clearance whereas the um i think the hybrid is 6.4 so it rides a little bit higher you know it's not what you prefer but if you look at the bottom it's very smooth uh-huh. and so if anyone were to offer a lowering kit then i would have no problem installing it yeah, because it, the... it, it what are you going to hit i mean you're not going to Nothing hangs down. It's not going to be a lot of resistance. It's going to save the snow whenever I drive over it in the Tesla. It just turns into like, it looks like you went over it with a giant sled. <laughs> yeah, like, pretty much it. I love that. <laughs> so I think that, and I think that would that'd yeah. honestly make it look perfect. But on the other, but it's also important to keep in mind, this is not really intended to be my fun car. Yeah. This is really intended daily. to be my get to work. You know, I, yeah. I live fairly diff- uh, far from work. And so the cheap gas is, mm-hmm. even with really cheap gas, I was looking at something like 5 to $6 a day just in gas. Which isn't a ton, but that's like you know going that out adds, for lunch. That adds you know up. what I mean? That like really that really does up, add up. Yeah. So that's like getting a coffee every day, and then so I look. So it, it makes yeah. it a little bit Terrifying. easier to justify yeah. changing cars, and that's the great thing about EVs. Um, so anyway, it, it was a bit of a stretch, and I was hoping to wait for the buzz for mm-hmm. the for the bus to upgrade to, to a really you know top of line. That's going to be such a perfect car for but you. But this is a, a good stopgap. It's going to carry anything it needs to be mm-hmm. carried. And we can get into the trailer hitch and roof rack, which mm-hmm. it's got now too. But but it's really <laughs> Even set the up. charging. <laughs> it's set up now to to do whatever it needs to to do. And uh, but but shopping, it was really down to a few options. You got the Kona. We looked at the Kona seriously, but it was just if I'm buying this to carry a family, let's just get the well, extra legroom. And the cost of the used one was so close to the cost of a new uh, Nero, and like right. the, the Kona didn't have a heat pump. Right. Well, that's that's a, a boring that's... but in, but important topic too is the heat pump. I wouldn't is, buy a new EV without it personally. Well, and you don't have and, to anymore. Well, we should we should also explain what the heat pump does for people that aren't definitely like hardcore EV fans. Where that the heat pump, if I understand, that helps regulate the temperature of the battery. Correct. Uh, it's actually used for cabin conditioning. It does do both. Yes. But it's mainly useful for cabin conditioning in the winter. So in my car, for instance, the yeah. the Model S, it uses essentially a space heater like what we have under the desk yeah. here. Really inefficient. I mean, if you okay. count heat production as efficiency, it's 100% efficient. But <laughs> it, like in my car, driving with the interior at 72 degrees when it's 30 degrees outside will cut 40% of my range off. In oh, his yes. car, it'll cut less than 20% of the range okay. off because it uses the air conditioning running in reverse. Okay. So air conditioning, how it works is it uses, really, to oversimplify it, it's a pump that forces a bunch of pressure through a small orifice so it gets super hot. Then it uses air coming into the front of the grill to cool down that hot fluid. And then as it expands and gets cold again, 
or the yeah. it being a, a, a special fluid, a special uh, refrigerant that has special phase refrigerant, change yeah. properties that There's allow it to to cool and heat. A little radiator inside your dash, and it blows air through yeah. that, and it makes you cool. So if you run that pump over simplification in reverse, yeah. you can create heat. Make the front radiator on your car cooler, and you, you can, can make the one so in the it, dash hot. What it, what it does is it effectively takes the hot side of your air conditioner, <laughs> mm-hmm. instead of moving it to the front of your car, it moves it to the inside of the car, yep. and the cold side is on that. Correct. And the you can get these in houses, too. And, yeah. and the thing with heat pump is it needs to source something. Now, anything above absolute zero, minus mm-hmm. 273 Kelvin, is able to... <laughs> you know. <laughs> is able to source cold. something, but in reality, um, <laughs> there's some heat in the air even at 32. At, at any temperature, right? there's always and some so molecular they movement. they work yeah. best, really, at, ab- at above, you know, about... Four. Yeah. Four Kelvin? Four degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but Which in Minnesota also does four, get cold. above four Kelvin. It is above four Kelvin. <laughs> and it's worth mentioning, like, the, the efficiency of heat pump systems, like, in a, a mini split or a car... It's able to move seven times as much energy as right. it's consuming. Right. So awesome. they're ludicrously efficient. Yeah. So that's, that's huge really for EVs because you don't lose nearly enough as much range. So, yeah. so that's, that, that's very, very important. And, and many I Neros thought, come was, without the heat pump. I thought that was like a heat pump for like the battery, like how Tesla It cools. can condition the battery. If yeah. you look at these schematic diagrams of like the Octavalve Model Y and some of that stuff, it's <laughs> ridiculously complicated because you've got motors, you've got battery mm-hmm. packs, you've got interior, you've got, uh, I think there's a couple of things. Inverter. Beyond that too. Inverters. And there's a lot of things that need to be hot and a lot of things that need to be cool. And how smart is the car to do that behind the scenes, getting yeah. the heat from where the heat isn't needed or wanted to the where it's actually wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's heat exchangers and that's... There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So this this is a liquid, uh, cooled and heated, I believe, battery pack. No, actually, I think it's resistively heated because it's got the battery yeah. heaters. So it's a liquid cooled but I'm not sure. resistive heated battery pack. It might be like in my car where it has a very small form factor but very powerful liquid resistive heater. And oh, it I think you're right. I think you're right. It's a resistive yeah. heater, but it's liquid transferred to the actual battery. Precondition my car, it's heating the interior and the pack with a single resistive heater in the coolant pump. In a resistive heater is like it's a, a space re- heater. It's yeah, it's a space heater. It's like it's an it's, oven. <laughs> a resistive <laughs> heater is basically if you imagine it's like a, a resistor that just creates heat with a fan on That's the other exactly end. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Okay. Yeah, and so the US Kona, and again I was looking bare bones. I wanted to get the cheapest thing I could get mm-hmm. used ideally, but they're not that old. These were all introduced for the twenty nineteen yeah. model year. And I wanted, to, uh, came to realize after doing more research, I really wanted that heat pump and the battery heater as well. Mm-hmm. So the base model Kona, and the Kona is very different packaging-wise than the Nero. Kona in the U.S., none of them have the heat pump, whereas mm-hmm. all of them in Canada do. Yeah. Whereas, this is so, <laughs> so convoluted, dumb. whereas the Nero in Canada, the base model lacks the heat pump, and it can't be optioned, whereas all of the high-end Nero's can have the heat pump. Oh, my Lord. Or do have it, whereas in the U.S., all Nero's of all trims have the heat pump in cold states and do not have the, the heat pump in like you know, California. Enjoy Texas. being chilly, you poor swine. And even in Texas, it gets down <laughs> to the 30s. So I yeah. just don't know why you'd buy one of these without the heat pump. Yeah, it doesn't make sense uh, at all. It doesn't make sense to me because uh, there's no drawback. No, it doesn't make sense to anyone. Why no, would you not? If the just packaging be... is designed to have it, why in the world would you not get well, this? Well, not only that, it's, it's also <laughs> like this literally will, instead of making your car be like desirable in say 16 states and now it's desirable in every state like yeah. why yes. would you not do that it's well, yeah I it, I it was just a cost and packaging thing when they first started doing this stuff and tesla's yeah. like oh we have so much battery it's just brute force it right. doesn't matter yeah tesla well, like, doesn't matter but, but it does yeah. in like every u.s state it gets cold at least at night like yeah, even like in california like it gets down to the 30s mm-hmm. at night also is... 
on a defroster yeah. would be the same way. That'd be a resistive mm-hmm. heater as opposed to Correct. a... And I mean, the resistive stuff doesn't run at 100% duty cycle when it's 40 degrees outside, so you're not losing a ton. But, like, that's when the heat pump is really shining. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's one kilowatt versus seven. Yeah, it's still something long. And coming back to why I didn't get something like a 500E, (laughs) you really have to play to the worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're I'm not not like a surgeon getting to work to, you know, do something like that where you have to get there 100%. But if you have to explain why you didn't get to work and you said it's because your electric car didn't have enough juice or you didn't get home to pick up your baby from daycare, not good either. So you really yeah. have to look at the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. So you're talking below zero, you know, maybe a bad snowstorm, maybe you have yep. to take a few detours, you know, an extra couple miles. And so you need to have enough to confidently do what you bare minimum need. Fa- and that's, be- that's double, why, that's double why the, the cold weather yeah. features are so important. 40% yeah. of the 86%. That's what I go on. I mean, on. it's yeah. like I can I can make it to my field site on half a tank, but I always do full tank because mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. no gas stations right. down there for yeah. an hour at least. <laughs> that exists with gas, so gas like, vehicles too. That's true. It's like so going, it's, driving on a turnpike. I mean, yeah. you never know if the next gas station you see is 40 miles away. Exactly. Or if they're open in the middle of the night like the one in the Panhandle, oh Florida. Yeah. God. Ryan <laughs> went down with me for the first time and I was like, I have to get gas in this I city. I didn't believe her. Or we're <laughs> not going to get gas for the next two hours. And he's wow. like, no, you'll be fine. And I was like, you're pulling over now. We're getting gas. And then we got gas. And then he continued to drive. And he was like, you weren't kidding. There's nothing no, for we, two hours. I, there was nothing open for two hours yeah. after about sure. six o'clock. But I mean, and yeah, this, this kind of issue exists with gas vehicles. Like too. I yeah. drove by, we drove by six gas stations. None of them were open. Although less so with the commute. I yeah. Say. yeah, less so with the commute. <clears throat> no but the best use case of today's affordable EVs is still commute. It's not yeah. necessarily because you're the traveling sales person. No, it's just uh, the multiple hundreds of miles gas equivalent <clears throat> to commuting in an EV because right. there's we still don't it's have. The, it's the same level of kind of BS yeah. I have to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just on a, on a you gas. You plan car. it out. You know, that's also a thing. Is you know, a hundred and twenty years ago when you were having the same debate, gas versus EV, gas won out because <laughs> versus steam. Yeah, versus steam and everything else. Actually, I, I'm still a fan of steam, but um, I think steam can make okay, a comeback. Okay, Jay Leno. But um, no, I, that, that was originally what killed the EV was the fact that gas cars. No, no, I saw actually, the movie GM yeah. killed the electric car. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, in the 1920s. I didn't understand my joke. Yes, it did, dude. <laughs> but in the 1920s, they yeah, in the 1920s they killed the EV because it's one of those things where it couldn't win like the Paris Liege Paris. Uh, or the Rome Liege Rome races and stuff like that because you have to stop all night and charge and then leave 10 hours after everybody else already left. It's just one of those sort of things. But so. you can charge when you're fixing your eight flats that you got on your <coughs> bias ply or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, not even pneumatic. I think it's just like a, a, ru- like a, a, ru- a rubber belt over it's a wood It's a forklift wheel. tire. Yeah, yeah, it's a forklift tire. Um, yeah, and it's also important, like when you have kiddos, to make sure that you don't. And that run was out. actually, I think that played into your decision yeah, too. Yeah, that, that was huge. It's oh. a kiddo thing. Oh, like, yes. a lot of that is why you didn't end up in one of these. Oh yes, I saw one of those. Oh. I saw a Rav Four. There's a couple really? local. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I mean, that's so gorgeous. I mean, that is a, a very cool car. And you know, you look at he's zooming on the front a little closer. It's so cool. It's got a giant it's EV. Compl- it's it, a RAV4 EV. Uh, yeah. Not the first gen, actually. It's the second gen, 2004, yep. 2006, I think they were. Yes. Somewhere there. So cool. Maybe I'm, No, that's no, not right. No, it's late. It's, it's like, later than that. It's 2010. Like 12. 2010, maybe. Because they were using Tesla technology, Correct. so it must be 12 or newer. 
Anyway, oh, yeah. 11 or it's so cool. So the, the Ram 4 EV of that generation, what is that? Oh, maybe it's yeah, 2011, but, maybe? Yeah, 2010 ish. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. are cool. They have a uh, Tesla. They, I don't think they have heat pumps because it's a Tesla. They don't. No. But it had roughly 110. It had 30. Oh boy, I forgot. 42 kilowatt 42 hours. kilowatt hours. So it had a good amount of battery. The Nero has 67 uh, gross, 64 usable. So you're looking at uh, the bol- early bolts at 60, late bolts of 66 usable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, so. but then you again, seen... you have to put a paper bag on it. I told him if you buy a bolt, you should get it wrapped in a paper yeah. bag. Oh the, yes, it's really hard to bag. see, but yeah, that would have been worth considering. <laughs> uh, but the, but the Rav4 EV is still really appealing. Although <clears throat> that one, you can't make any argument that it's not a, a CUV. Yeah. No, no, yeah. it is in fact. Whereas at least with the Nero, it's like it's a it's but sort I of a photoshopped patch. one. I lowered it and put big wheels on it, and tinted it. Actually, it looked pretty good. I just want you to know that Rav Fours use very similar suspension to Siennas, which are also very similar to the uh, so we could, Clugger and the Camry. So what you're saying is we should buy one of these, salvage, and put all the junk in a Sienna. Yes. Yes. Please. I was gonna say buy one of these. Period, and then lower, and then make it into a clugger. I yeah. did just break <laughs> the Japanese band. name of the of the. I, oh yes, I remember from your episode. Yes. Starbucks <laughs> that wasn't the worst though. There was one That's that had a worse name that you went over. The Pronard. No, like... Oh yes, <laughs> the Avalon. Oh now. <laughs> Sounds like something sticking out where it shouldn't be. But... Oh jeez. Um... Well then, good news. It's a suppository. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the, again, if you're buying a budget EV like the Ram Four, the biggest thing is just logistics getting one if you live yeah. in you have to have like it shipped those. but ultimately i had to have the neuro ship too and so that was you know some things led me on uh you know trails that i wouldn't have needed to follow mm. and you know it'd be hard to be more special than a rav4 electric yeah. here um, i'm not gonna lie that's i keep forgetting this exists <laughs> and these and are I'm, like 10 grand i know yeah, they're a little I, bit more I, yeah. I, I know because this yeah. thing is, I'm. I keep forgetting they exist. If you can slam I, it, then you're talking. I really want a ra- I really want an EV from an X car or something that gets over forty miles per gallon, and that might be my next. Except vehicle. you're a person who doesn't need to commute, so I know that's why I can just get it. Well, because you, you know what's really irritating is not budgeting for gas and then having to go drive half an hour to Jan's house and half an hour back and realize I just use like. A quarter of a tank of gas. Honestly, totally screwed up my paycheck. It's not a terrible fit for you. Yeah, no, it's a really good car. Yeah, it, it would be that, tough to get a loan on one. Other than that, and they're all in bad colors. Yeah, that's they're all they're all that's fine. Mostly but white. They have gray. like the. You think of the first generation Tesla electronics. This didn't use any of the problematic stuff. To be so honest, like, <laughs> and it was it was all understressed. Yeah, it had relatively low power. It had the low power transaxle, which never had any issues. Every, every loan I've ever had have paid off super early. Right, so. I'm just saying the rates would be bad because it's so old. Well, no, I'm saying I could just get it as and I, getting it fixed. Well, hang I on, do hang think on. would be a nightmare. Well, nah. what, one second, one second. <laughs> Actually, as far as a loan goes, first off, personal loans exist, so I could just do fine. that and be fine. Um, also. They're not that bad on older cars because it's actually based off the value that it's they It's actually retain. based on mileage more than yeah, anything else. mileage and value that they retain. And most of these are under 100,000 miles, so you should be all right. So I was able to get a loan on my old CRX, oh, a car okay. loan on my CRX. You, I can get you a, try harder than I do, I think. Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, it's the thing is, like, I've always looked at car loans. Like, I want to own a car. It, the money and pay and interest is irrelevant. But I don't like, want to derail too hard. Yeah. I, I just want to briefly touch on, like, if you really want to get into budget EVs, like, you have just a few options. Like, a 500E is by far the most stylish, low range, 
The Leaf makes more sense, because I didn't mm. know this until a couple days ago, but they had heat pumps even in the first-gen cars. Oh, really? That's actually really cool. So, like, that A probably... lot of early EVs and most, many, if not most, of the compliance EVs had heat pumps. That's incredible. Fiat, Fiat did not, but the, um, the Kia Soul first-gen did. That would be a, That's also a good option. Mm -hmm. Those are about the same price as the RAV4. A little smaller battery, but heat pump. They're actually cheaper. They're probably 7, 8 k now whereas the rav4s i think are, are still around 12. 27 I, kilowatt I hours still want the rav4 depends EV. on the year let's see they're 28 or 20 yeah it's the, right up there the i'm thing just is, really excited about all these ev options because like before we we're like what ev options tesla i guess and now we're like wait look there's all these weird cars and it's like i, I, I like the idea of a rav4 because nobody's ever seen it right and like i would like swerve off the road if I saw one. I've, oh, yeah. I've seen one in my I saw life. One in Roseville. I, to to I took a bunch of photos and I sent them all to Eric. I'm like, I was going cool the other way is. otherwise I would have followed that guy. I'd be like, I want to I mean, they're going to end up questions. bringing a trailer before too long here because <laughs> that, those early I think the compliance EVs and that's the poster child of a compliance EV mm -hmm. is, I think mm -hmm. those are going to be maybe the most sought after of all of the early Yeah, I think EVs. so. I think so because yeah. they're, they're super rare. They're they didn't super make many of them at all. I mean, yeah. I think they made and they've got in the single digit thousands of these. Really good go power trains too. As we're speaking, trying to find one. Because they just myself. have to they have to phone it in, and when you yeah. phone it in with EV tech, you're like Bosch or Tesla makes your drivetrain, so it's exactly. gonna be good. <laughs> I think they were like under I seven to it. sixteen. And it's a Toyota. Wow. Yeah, so it, it used the non-performance Tesla drive unit, so I think it is detuned a bit, but they're still two hundred and fifty horsepower. Right, it's, it's plenty quick. So yeah, I would have been happy with that. Again, it's a much larger vehicle. I really yeah. like small vehicles and. Mm -hmm. And while my we haven't even gotten to any of my issues yet. Yeah, we're we're, uh, we're but anyway, it's a typical uh, during during all, my all ownership well. period. Uh, purchased the near on uh, June second mm. of 2019. Of 20, 2020. <laughs> 2020. Okay. <laughs> so it, part of the the thinking here Damn was it. it's pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's pandemic. Front wheel drive. Um, they get cheaper. Yeah, we we were lucky enough to be you know not losing employment or yeah. anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so there's not much we're spending money on. It's like, oh, it mm -hmm. turns out we waste a lot of money on like eating out and ball games and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it wouldn't be terribly, you know, out of the question to maybe look at changing cars. And, you know, I've been looking for the two series convertible with the manual and all that, yep. and that's coming, but got to get to work. Yeah. <laughs> and when both of your cars have broken down and like been stranded in the last mm -hmm. few months, it's well, like something needs to happen. Been a couple of occasions in the past couple of years where like two or all three of your vehicles have had just like right. really unlucky things happen at the same time. True. Um, yeah, forget yeah. the 5 Series timing and all that, but yeah. the F10's been pretty rock solid. Well, we did all the important stuff first. Yes. Um, so anyway, originally, so Everett, uh, there's, a, there's a dealer in... Um, Everett, uh, Everett, Washington, mm -hmm. and I knew it was going to be a good place to look for two reasons. One, it's got all heat pump cars, mm -hmm. which we've been over in pretty good detail now, mm -hmm. and uh, they have a lot of them, and they have a lot of 2019s. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and so I was able to buy a brand new 2019 electric in mid-2020, and, uh, and, and in a lot of markets, and it's... It, you know, these Facebook groups and the Reddit groups, it seems like the UK is really active. Okay. And they're looking at six-month waits. for the, They call it the e-Nero. We call it the Nero EV. Probably a trademark issue or something. <clears throat> Probably. Um, I call it an MR2. <laughs> why didn't they just call it the Nero and spell it the E? Like the Roman Emperor. Because Roxio owns that trademark. I was actually, uh, <laughs> Eric knows, I was interviewed by, uh, there's the MinPost article. Yep. And a good, a good friend of mine, Bill Lindicky, was writing an article about uh, basically a car-sharing service. 
Ooh, that got me. They popped nice. <laughs> got me right in your face. Oh, that got me good. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, these are fun. I like there's these. A, there was an article about Beer basically, uh, you know, a car to go. They had those smart. Yeah. It's kind of like that, or, or like oh, Zipcar or our yeah, car. Yeah, like the, the little Fiats. And they're doing see. it with electrics. Apparently, okay. I didn't really pay attention. But he called me and just asked if he could ask me some questions. He's like, "Ooh, I didn't realize you're like this obsessed." Yeah. But, so I gave him a lot of information and a lot of information that isn't very uh, well known. Uh, yeah. Compliance versus non-compliance. Yeah. I don't think most people have any idea about the cheap California-only electric cars versus like the Tesla and the mm-hmm. basically just the Tesla. They're both so good. And the the Nero is a funny case because I'm like, well, this is one of the weird cars that kind of straddles the difference because they're not selling in all 50 states like the Nissan Leaf. But it's not as phoned in as a actual compliance. It's actually almost too well executed. Yeah, it's not <laughs> phoned in at all. I get the feeling that Kia doesn't really want to sell them. Yeah. But they people want them. And in the Britain and some of those countries, they really want them. Ah, uh, yes, the Britain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Britain. So you get you get the uh, you get the Kia from Everett. Yes, which, from Everett. Which trim level did you end up going with? So I went with the very base model. In fact, gray. I swore off getting another another boring colored car, yeah. but for and the commuter, you you know, and it's temporary. Yeah, and it's temporary. But anyway, it's a platinum graphite, which is like a kind of a lighter. Uh, I guess you'd call it a dark gray, and that actually works pretty well with the U.S. Uh, cladding. <laughs> yeah, again, it, it, it looks it's, good. It's ostensibly the replacing the Element, and mm-hmm. it's not as practical as the Element, but it is a hatchback. And um, so anyway, it went with that dealership. They had a lot of them, a lot mm-hmm. of 2019s. They had 0% financing for Ooh. 72 months. Wow. But Which, not on other terms. You had to go correct. with 72 months. Correct. You could you could get like $4,000 more off, or you could get 0% over 72. If, you cr- if you're going to finance it, you can crunch the numbers. And it made more sense to do a more expensive purchase price. It's 72 months, 0%. And it's just weird because there's mm-hmm. no reason to pay it off early. Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. So I did the, whatever that is, six-year financing, which I had no interest of actually, you know, drawing that out. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, made it, like, it was, I think it was 30, 37 or 38 out the door. That's pre-tax, yeah. but pre-tax credit. Mm. And so this was looking to be, like, about a $30,000 car for a car if you bought a 2020, mm. which had a couple options, which I talked with you guys about a little bit more. Uh, like, the heated seats became yeah. standard in 2020. Yeah. Bummer. But, um but the winter package, my, my car has the winter package, which includes like heated steering wheel, heated seats. No, 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 no. None of that. No. It, includes, <laughs> it includes the battery heater. None of it. Not, the battery heater and the heat pump, which I guess that makes me a weird buyer because that's what actually cared about a lot For me, more. that should be a cold climate package, yeah. but I mean, maybe there's some better way of saying it. I'm still not fully sold on heated seats because I feel like even a heated seat is never hot when you get there. Well, you can yeah. precondition your car though. Yes, and I, can, and I have done that now. It's very quiet, and so you don't really hear it. And the heated seat makes sense in a coolant-powered car, not in an EV, because yeah. the heated seat will warm up faster than yep. your heater will. Right. Yep. But in an EV, it's just gives you a hot butt. That's all it gives you. Well, yeah. The biggest thing, in a non-heat pump car, you can get away with a much colder cabin temperature comfortably if you're roasting your butt off with yeah. a heated seat, which uses no power. And more importantly, in my opinion, the heated steering wheel. Yeah, yeah the heated steering The loaded wheels. Nero. I mean, I'm, those are, those I'm telling huge. you, when you went from the base model at like you know, 38 out the doors that I was looking for for an old one, um, and that was with really good financing, it would have been like 34 yeah. if I had just paid cash. And then the, the EX Premium has everything. It has a sunroof, which I didn't oh. really care about. Hmm. It has heated seats and heated steering wheel, which I didn't oh, have. Nice. It has a larger infotainment. 
That, that that's too much. Uh, You're getting up, everything in the world. The upgraded at that point. sound system I really would have liked. In fact, that's probably the one feature I really wish they had included in the base one. But six grand for a Nissan Leaf? They get even cheaper. Don't buy a Leaf. I'm not going to. But wow. Although Unless I do you think... immediately crash and sell me the buyback card. I was going to say the Leaf that. might actually make the most sense here in the cool climate because they really struggle in the heat. For short oh, commutes, that's yeah. interesting. Because they're not a managed pack. And, you know, mm. we Eric drove a Leaf uh, 40 kilowatt hour in, uh, a couple years ago. Was that the last auto show, or is that two, two ago? Two. Yeah. Anyway, I really like, especially the back. The front end of the new Leaf is actually kind of, I think it looks kind of terrible. The one I drove looked fine. But the it back end, I think they look car. really slick. In fact, I think the Leaf looks better from the back, maybe worse from the front than the Nero, but... Um, yeah, 500 E for 5,600 dollars. Yeah, for less. Yep. But, but they're, I mean, never, they're never local though. That, that's the, that's there's the a local one, one for 5,500 asking. It's been this for is sale the, for this months. This is the, tr- the cheapest one, true car, I should say. But I'm saying you're looking at a 24 kilowatt hour okay. car with 18 usable, yeah, and so it's local. Yeah. I don't love how like there's that weird like almost like a chipmunk tooth in the front yeah. there, but but the leaf overall, I really like the shape and the form factor of it. It's just that the tech was just terrible. And they didn't. The suspension's really bad. They don't. They don't ride nice. And it has like the my mine is the base interior, which is I think it's pleather and mm-hmm. it's a little bit like the Fiat actually, the, uh, the Fiat I had. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's 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 not cheapo cloth. Whereas the yeah. back seat and that I can tell you the back seat and that leaf it was like the equivalent of a. That's prison. Uh, it's yes. prison like like a low end prison like like a rental car you know like that oh, kind of that kind yeah. of bad ah, a yeah. b8 audi s4 so yeah. you mean the the customer that nissan's been trying to capture for years is the rental market poor nissan <laughs> whether now, they like it or not that's who they're getting but is so. there a compartment in the back for uh, carlos going in the back of a leaf <laughs> it's in the shape of a cello <laughs> instrument can, can case the, can the leaf Hold a cello. <laughs> it's a bass. A cello I think the instrument small. was actually like a, a not a not a musical instrument, but like instrumentation. Yes. Oh. So, so like a pelican case or something like all right. that. So so you you purchased your car very basic packaging. Correct. The I was going for ba- bargain basement pricing. You know, I wanted the heat pump. I knew I for sure wanted the heat pump, and I, I think I demanded they take a picture of it. <laughs> and yeah, they still refused. There was some ambiguity on the right. winter package. Well, they still they refused, and they said all of our cars are heat pump cars. But man, okay, if, I have that in writing. If so. this car had not been a heat pump, that just would have been icing on the cake. Yeah, that would have actually that would have been on. It would have been. Can you explain the cake further? I was so, say, yeah, that, about the icing. Yeah, throwing the, the cake. Yeah, we're we're fifty four minutes in, and we're getting to. That's the, fine. That's fine. Let it roll. Yeah. So. But, that's how I want to know what happened because I don't know. So cautionary tale is buying out of state is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the, the mechanical issues aside, buying out of state is a nightmare. So you can get cars shipped, but apparently, at least in the early pandemic days, um, shipping was in very high demand. Yes. Truck, yes. truck shipping because used cars were skyrocketing in demand. Uh Apparently they're shuttling all over the country because nobody felt like they should spend the money in a new car. A big thing was it was right at the time Snowbirds were coming back too, yes. and they they block off the entire capacity of shipping for like four months of a year, two month blocks on both ends. Oh, shipping their cars back yep. and forth with them. Yep. Oh, mm, that's annoying. Why yep. would they do that? Snowbirds. Oh, not an IMEV. No. No. This <laughs> one's got a brown interior. It's got a brown leather I interior. Don't care, Ryan. No. Look at it. I'm just gonna. It's okay, smashing. let's hit a few of the high points here because then we can just kind of go over the interesting <laughs> stuff. 
So I looked to get the car shipped. I went through, uh, boy, what was the service? Eric sent me the link. It's, uh, uh, was U-Ship or? Yeah, U-Ship. Okay. So I, I first went through U-Ship because it was sort of like an aggregator of shipping companies. And I went with, I think, the cheapest. But it had like, you know, four and a half stars. What does that mean? Anyway, <laughs> I, they took my money. They didn't actually charge it, though. But I warned oh. you. Last time I used U-Ship for a car, which is the 500 e and I got blackmailed. Yeah. So. And all the reviewers said, you're going to be blackmailed. And I'm like, ah, let's just try it, see what happens. Yep, we got blackmailed. <laughs> um, they're like, oh, yeah, we've got a driver. He can pick it up tomorrow, but it'll be another $70. I'm like, nope, I'll keep waiting. And uh, and I was very obstinate. I kept saying, nope, I'll keep waiting. Nope, I'll keep waiting. And I think it was over a week later that I said, nope, Sorry. that's not good enough. And they kept trying. They never came to parity. They never came down to what I had agreed to, to buy the service for. Which was plenty, by the yeah, way. Which was like 1270 I think. And so I was like, no, no. Just out of principle, I'm canceling this. And then um, there's so much more to say about that. But, yeah, it was a terrible Booked experience. Booked through Montway or something after yeah, that. Yeah, Mon Montway, which was based out of Seattle area. So mm -hmm. they should have been... That should have been cheap. When you, when you had those issues, I pulled up who I used for the Ferrari F430, and it was Montway. And you got to quote through them, and it was better. Bottom line there, though, is don't go through the aggregator. Go direct, I think. Go to the go to the shipper directly and just ask them. Mm. Well, the, the problem is there's different shippers for different, like, shipping. Like, I mean, that's a Northwest. whole topic in itself. It but, is, yeah. But a huge delay. Mm. I mean, a huge delay. And I'm, like, super excited to get this car because I'm, like, all my cars are breaking down. And... <laughs> I'm really sick of driving this element that can't go over 55 without shaking the steering wheel out of my hands. So good at fuel economy, though. <laughs> yes. And so, anyway, I eventually get completely sick of it, and then I go with... Who did I switch to? Some other boob. Oh, boy, I can't even remember now. Boob 2.0. Yeah. Well, 3.0. But I went with a totally different shipping company, and boy, I, I should have looked this up, because I can't even remember now. It's been so long. But then there's just like a piece of cake. And, the, oh, and then the icing on the cake, of course, too. Cake. Cake. It's my wife's birthday. Cake. Happy birthday, Sarah. Oh, happy birthday. Um, Corey's snoring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was looking for him earlier for another beer. Um, but the icing here is that my dealership had initially said, oh, yeah, we can ship it for you. And then they quoted like this exorbitant price. Oh. Like $1,600 or something. Hmm. Those bananas. And then at the very end when I was like, I'm having a terrible time getting a shipper. They're like, oh, well, you know, we have this shipper we could do. And it was like 1300 Oh. Like, oh, come, come on. on. <laughs> and, you know, they're probably getting sick of the car sitting on their lot, yeah. you know, for three weeks after it's been purchased. They're probably starting to worry. They're like, is he really, is he really buying it? And then wiring. <laughs> I did $5,000 down. And, boy, that was a nightmare in its own right. Yeah, I never do that. And I didn't need to put a down payment on. And I oh. wish I hadn't because it was a huge nightmare. It's it's honestly yeah either don't put a down payment or it's I had to go into the bank during the pandemic and that was and super just, awkward yeah or take a train there and just so the shipping was a, a nightmare but it came I didn't look it up but I think it was about June twenty seventh so I think I'd owned the car for like three or even four weeks oh jeez by the time it arrived super excited I, I I didn't turn off the traction control but I remember gunning it when I first got it and uh, I gunned it for the next you know six seven hundred miles and uh, ooh. Boy, that's a that's a strange sound. You know, there's not. A I lot... never actually heard it. I only drove it once, but you know, there's not a lot of sounds in an EV, and especially at lower speeds, mm -hmm. you hear all the mechanicals, and there's not much. I mean, you just drove it at yeah. medium speeds. It, ma it makes yeah. Well, I don't take other people's cars and go ten tenths in it because uh, yeah. I know the car. No, so it's I, an EV though. And I also I, I drive a Grand Cause It's like it's not my car. Like, a little, I will I will do a burnout and that'll be about the end. A little of it. teaser for what's to come, but about five percent total of my car's miles, and I got it back before you drove it. 
were done by dealerships. Five oh. percent. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, here, started hearing this noise. It's like, ah, it's how come nothing. it's got so many miles on it? <laughs> but uh, anyway, started hearing this little noise. I'm like, mm. you know, you you live with it for a few days, and it's like, it sounds like bicycle with uh, cars in the spokes. Yeah. Ding 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 ding. And I especially heard it on regen with the left pedal, which yeah. I showed you. Yeah. Uh, which is how you do uh, no pedal or one pedal driving. You just do the left pedal. Yeah. And that brings it to a stop. And I'm like, well, when you're above the stupid you know, pedestrian safety sound and then you're below the tire sound that you get at high end because it's a, a cheap car. Yeah. It doesn't have double pane glass or anything. Yeah. Uh, you, there was a little bit of a weird clicking sound in between. I'm like, hmm. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and this is where you could pull up one of the links. Uh, the first one, I think it's Inside EVs. Uh, um, you don't need to look at the rest of them, but I would open that one. And the important thing is at the top here, do you hear a <laughs> tapping or creaking noise when coasting at low speed? And this is a, a selection bias, obviously, mm -hmm. but 31 out of the 44 votes say yes, which means that at least 31 cases, and there aren't that many of these in the country. They sell like a few thousand a year in the yeah. U.S. Um, in the worldwide, it's a little bit more. But anyway, this it turns out this sound was a common issue. Oh, I'm like, oh. <laughs> you're like you're trying to be this ev advocate you know we're still early adopters which yeah. is hard to <clears throat> easy to forget i should say because yeah. it's a mainstream brand kia but it's still you're still an early adopter oh yeah especially in this state <laughs> yes in this state <laughs> well you can't drive in the cold or the wet so that makes it a little harder mm -hmm. right <laughs> yeah so it's it's like owning a rotary basically where it's like rotaries you don't expect to get 200,000 miles you get 100,000 you're thrilled but you but... buy a brand new car yeah and it's... it's an electric vehicle it's like what could be more rock solid and this is a bit of an overreaction arguably on my part you know i got a high mile porsche i got a high mile honda let's just simplify let's go to the most basic longest warrantiest simplest yes. powertrain yeah, a 10 year powertrain <clears throat> warranty no, they they half-assed it on the motor. <laughs> it turns out that uh, the last four digits of the motor is E710 on the mm -hmm. early Neros, and then the Kona had the exact same thing, but it was E701. Or sorry, E700, 700. And it turns out that they got quite a few of these uh, issues. And as mm -hmm. you can see, it's an 11-page forum. Oh, and, no. Um, of people complaining about A forum about post, it. which means it's, a, you know, it's kind of a real deal. And those uh, equivalent British ones, too. but um, Oh, no. So it's like a thing thing. Like, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's definitely a thing. And they superseded the part, which you've never done a F Scott's Fiat episode. but We will when I buy it back super, someday. Superseded parts are a strong thing in my past. Uh, and, uh -huh. and a lot, I, of, lot of sitting idle. <laughs> riding my bike for an entire summer, which wasn't that bad, but as far as I know, it was terrible. Um so anyway, I found out that they had actually superseded the part. In other words, they had beefed up the motor, uh, which, as it turns out, is a $7,000 part. You know, it's 150 kilowatts, 201 horsepower. It's yeah. not too surprising it would be expensive. It's a lot of expensive materials. Machining makes sense. And those are made in Korea, obviously. So when I called, you know, where's the part coming from? They said it's coming from... New Jersey. What? <laughs> ah. Uh-oh. So why were these already in the <laughs> States? Hmm. And, uh, you know, 
<clears throat> Seems like a red flag. So interesting that Kia would ship a, a container full of these revised motors over and just have them stateside. Just in case. Just in case, you know. Just in case. And huh. so, you know, Subaru, dro- Subaru redesigned their head gasket. Oh, just no. in case. So I, I, I think it was about <laughs> July, uh, sorry, yeah, July 12th or so, I called Barnett Kia. I give him my VIN, tell him that Kia Nero EV. Uh, and Barnett's one of the local dealers. Correct, and don't ever go there, and I'll explain to you why. <laughs> First of all, you drive up to that place, and it's a shithole. You are, you are not, you're, you're, you, we're also not one to talk shit about local businesses. We're either. not, and we are used to Highline for the most part, but, but. Okay, it doesn't, it's doesn't in a fancy. vacuum, it's a shithole. Yeah, it, without. Drive without, up Highway 61 from Snake 94, look at Barnett Kia. And it's like, is this from 20 years ago? Ooh. It's like the cinder block, like the taupe, and mm. it, it is just it's like, terrible. It's got like... Ralph sec- Rapson would like to know your location. But first generation Ooh. Kia Rios on the If on their the manager slash ownership had been decent, I would have had no complaints. I brought my car there after calling in, giving them my VIN number. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and I've explained all my issues. It's an electric car. You know, you got all these things. And it makes this clicking sound. Can you take it, take a look at it? Right as I'm about to, you know, walk away from the service desk, the manager walks by. He's like, no. Had <laughs> 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 you been yeah. drinking that day? I'm a, <laughs> he just I'm a boomer and... and we don't touch those electrics. Oh, no. what? what? Um... Right as I was about to leave. <laughs> He what? tells me they don't, they can't even touch him. Are, are you kidding me? So I, I, on my way to work, I, you know, I got to work an hour late anyway because I was expecting to drop this off first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. and I ended up driving away with him, doing nothing to what him. What was that manager's name? Did you catch that by chance? Because I would be. I okay. left him a scathing review, which you could easily find on Google, and they <laughs> and they left, and they left a, they left a response, and everything I said was factual. Yeah. I said I told them my VIN, I told them there was an electric car, I showed up. And they were rude to me, and they told me to get out of here, basically. And uh, <clears throat> Barnett like, Kia, don't ever go there. Yeah, I will like never. Be, I, I, I wasn't going to buy a Kia, but <laughs> now I will make sure that people I know Whereas, actively don't buy a Kia from them. I'm only dropping their name in a bad way because I'm going to say Luther Kia did everything right. Oh, yeah, um, interesting. And there's two Luther Kias, which, and I called which one? them. Which, which one? Well, did you I to? called them. I called oh. the Invergrove first. Okay. It Found was it. closer. I'll put it up on the screen here. <laughs> I called Invergrove first, and they said, nope, sorry, we can't. <clears throat> oh, it, hey, it says more. Oh, let's read this. All right, well, me, can I read this aloud for I'm going to like this review here. Hold on. <clears throat> yep, please read it aloud. First impressions matter. I made an appointment for service. Gave VIN, model, all details, etc. I got there for today for my appointment, walked through all the EV-specific issues with the service advisor. Then right at the end, the manager clearly walks by and says, we can't work on those. No suggestion for how to help or fix my brand new Kia. Total waste of my time. Won't go back for any reason. They should have made it very clear that we work on gas cars before accepting my appointment. That was very well, kindly mm-hmm. written. Like, that's entirely on them that they didn't do yeah. that. And especially the fact that, like... Oh, sorry, I put it on screen. The, <laughs> it, it wasn't just the fact that the, the appointment, like, the, the person that made the appointment that you call that is not a service advisor, it's just some lady. Right, it was just some lady, but yeah. they should have gone But you through. also just finished checking a car in with a service advisor. You drove... And he thought it was totally cool. And, the and guy- you, you also drove past the runner 
mm-hmm. that puts the tag in yes. your car. And it had a tag in it when I drove away. You yeah. drove through. You went through three levels of people before management got involved. And it was right and at the end. Off. And you're an early adopter, so you know to go through these things yeah. deliberately to yes. point out that you're not driving a normal vehicle. Correct. Yeah, and it's not, not like you were just saying, I drive a Kia that I want to have fixed. <laughs> I have a Kia hatch back. It, it's not like... And that, it's a mainline brand. And the other thing to keep in mind here, I had it shipped... I could have been driving through this state on a road trip. Yeah. This is a long range between charges, and yep. you could take a long trip in this car. Yeah. Easily. So Plenty like CCS infrastructure. You, you, could, you could feasibly not even be living. Not the Dakotas. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it looks like you're not the only person here. That gives me that I did sort by lowest because, hey, that's how I roll. But also, I mean, let's see. So I'll bump this up we, I voted Should I review. read their uh, response? Yeah, read their kind of response. Dear Mr. Berger, we apologize for your inconvenience. We recently switched to an outside reservation center for our service department to provide faster response for customers who wish to make an appointment. Unfortunately, the reservation agents were not advised that Barnett, along with every other Kia dealer in Minnesota, is not authorized to work on full electric vehicles. Since EV Kia are not even sold in Minnesota, this is not a request we anticipate. When you arrived at the dealership, you were informed right away that Minnesota Kia dealers right are away. not authorized hmm, right to work on EVs. That's false. You choose not to wait until it was uh, until he this was done. This is a very blame you. Again, <laughs> we are sorry. We are, were unable to help you, and apologize for the conclusion. S- sincerely, Barnett Management. Wow. That's really douchey. That is a 1968 male apologizing if to a this, female coworker for sexual harassment. What apology. I will say is I would have cut them a lot of slack if the, if that manager Boomer with his like hunched to his back and his terrible comb over lifer was like oh sorry if he'd come over and said like oh boy this is really tough to tell you but you know we gotta we gotta suggest that you go to Chicago which it turns out to be the nearest other one. Because we just we just not we're working on we're working on getting certification, but we haven't done it yet. If he tried to level with you in any way, yeah, but he just dismissed me. It's like yeah, get out of here. He basically told whippersnapper millennial. He basically told you to fuck off. Yeah. Oh, it's that's like, exactly what he did. Yeah. It's like when I went to the dealership requesting parts for Ryan CRX, and they were like, "You are a girl. You do not know what you're doing." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exact rich, response. Rich, rich to being tossed down to as a white male is actually kind of unusual. Yeah, and that's exactly what I got. Yeah, yeah. It's now you know what everybody's so complaining about. Now I'm a minority, about. except yeah. it's not. <laughs> no, now you no. know. Now you know what everybody's complaining about. Now, yeah, now you know make... how I feel when I go into <laughs> whoa, a dealership Jana, 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 on a regular day. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, jeez. <laughs> I had her mic up a little bit for the monologue, so that's fine. I don't have to cut through a little bit here. So we ended up bringing it to the Luther dealer, and I called the Invergrove one. I said, "Sorry, we're not certified." None of our guys. Wow, are. it's super nice that they wow. knew that ahead of time hey, and told hey, you. Eric, <laughs> yeah, we've not been recording for the last hour and ten minutes. I'm recording audio here. Oh, thank God! It just said the record was. Blank. Luckily, I could go through this easily a second or yeah, third it's, time. It's fine. Okay, we have audio. All right. Anyway, so, um, yes, so anyway, is, I called the Invergrove location, which is the next closest, and then I'm like, well, let's start working our way west. And so yeah. I went with Bloomington Luther. The oh, guy's like super nice. Luther. He's like, oh yeah, we got we got like two two techs here that can work on the EVs. Oh, nice. He was wrong. Oh. Um, but he was nice and he was Hun- accepting. Hyundai or Kia? Kia. Kia. Oh, and Hyundai. here's the other thing. Hyundai, um, at the local Hyundai dealer, didn't have any electric Hun- uh, Konas. Yeah. After I'd bought my car, but before I'd received it, I got a call from the Hyundai dealership saying that they had electric Hyundai Konas in stock locally. Oh, geez. But they didn't have the heat pump or the battery heater. Oh, mm. interesting. Right. Well, anyway, so you had that. So, so pushing forward. Uh, anyway, so the um, 
Luther Bloomington, very nice. I got there, dropped off the car, nothing wrong. I took mm. an Uber home because they didn't give me a loaner. You too. Oh. Mm. And uh, that was it for that. that that's Two that's days later, I got fair. a call from them saying <clears throat> that they also could not work on full EVs. Oh, no. But that they were going to work with corporate okay. and with potential. They didn't say this yet, but it would end up being the, the nearest EV certified dealership. Whew, so long delay later, very long Started working with EV corporate, uh, sorry, Kia corporate, and um, they start to get a little little nervous because they accepted the car, mm-hmm. and that means that they've started the clock for Lemon buyback. Oh. Now, Lemon is based on state law. I bought the car in Washington, but was owning it in Minnesota, yeah. so I called the Minnesota Attorney General and said, nope, not our business. Called Washington, they said, yep, that's our business. We tell us, <laughs> call us. Yup. <laughs> Call us after well, 30 days. So hang, hang on, hang on. So after you dealt with Barnett and their apocalyptic Oh, they're so bad. Somebody, should, it, somebody the, should egg their building. Yeah. But they wouldn't even care. <laughs> the, then, you had, then you had Luther mm-hmm. try to do the right thing, yeah. and they, they still couldn't help So you. they were genuinely ignorant. But yeah, they, they were genuinely yeah. In, yeah. ignorant, and they tried at but least. They were so which nice. is, and they were nice, and that's good. No, they were nice. I have no problem with Luther. That's super huge. Then you call... One attorney's general. Ah, <laughs> uh, I appreciate you. how you said Thank that. Thank you. <laughs> and, then, and then that didn't work. And so you call attorney's general number two. I'm loving this so much. And this is when you finally get somebody to say, yeah, I can handle this. Correct. So you, so you had to call an out-of-state attorney's two dealer, general. Two dealerships and two politicians. To get, oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> you call their so representative. Fun. You don't actually call the politician. But still, you, but you, yes. you have to call two dealerships and two politicians yes. to get your shit fixed. That you just bought. Yes. That you've driven a total of maybe 10 miles. And no one expected the story I told them. And I'm, this has been <laughs> such a long saga that yeah. I can't... I've probably forgotten more than I remember, but... You're doing pretty well, actually. But uh, um, let me think here. So, uh, Lemon Laws are worth their own podcast in their mm-hmm. own right, but I'm going to try to give you the Regis Digest yes. here. So, in most states, it's 30 days. So, there's four categories. One's like it's been in for three repairs and you haven't fixed it. Yeah. And if you go down the list, one of the, the last one usually listed as it's been out of commission for more than 30 days. Consecutive days for the same issue. Uh, cumulative. Really? Oh, oh it's it, cumulative. I think it's cumulative. I thought it was 45 um, cumulative, but 30 consecutive. Ah, uh, you might be right. So one thing that's really important to emphasize here is that Luther, in their good faith, kind of screwed up. Because what they should have done is never accepted the car. Yeah. But since they accepted the car, I had no reason to go pick it up, and therefore it was never going to be fixed. And so I believe it was sitting on their lot until the lemon criterion was hit. And it's a tight lot there. Yes, yeah. Yeah. very tight. <clears throat> they have their own little internal cul-de-sac, which is very <laughs> weird and troubling. It, you well, actually, the Toyota Luther has fun, that, too. Fun, fun fact about that dealership. There was actually originally three different dealerships. It was a Saturn dealership. Uh, it was a Mitsubishi dealership and a Kia dealership all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mitsubi- Metro Mitsubishi went out of business, became Luther Mitsubishi, which went, 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 which went across the street and eventually closed permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturn, obviously Saturn. And then <laughs> Kia moved from the tiny building that was once a Fiat building mm-hmm. to... And a smart building. And a smart, and a smart mm-hmm. building. Moved to where the Mitsubishi dealership was across the street. That building that's cracked in half. Um, I'm not exaggerating. It literally is cracked in half. Um, and then they moved down the street with Hyundai, and then they moved into the, uh, and then they moved into the Saturn facility. Hmm. 
So yeah, actually, that's why they have the cul-de-sac because you used used to be able to drive in and go hit three different dealerships at the same time. It was actually, I used to like the form factor of how those were laid out, especially when it was the Smart Studio, and yeah. we went there when it was a Fiat dealership to look at the new 500L at the time. I remember yeah. when the Fiat 500 Abarth first came out, and I drove that. And I lit the tires up all the way down the on-ramp, and the, the salesperson nearly shat, shat her pants. Hmm. My mom loves it. <laughs> my mom, My mom came very close to buying one. They were actually... she Too few doors. No, her whole thing with a car, um, she actually had one. She put a deposit on one. She did everything. Dad just like had the worst timing with, his, with working, and hmm. he couldn't go with her on like four consecutive test drives and stuff. My mom's really anal-retentive when it comes to buying cars, usually. Um, it's weird. That must run in your family. I know, right? Um, but when my dad finally Except got into his it, dad, his dad will buy a car a sight unseen. Yeah, it's and true. Be like, oh, not, it's well, at least my mom both, did that with the fifth. They have though, the but, yin and the yang. Yeah, it's fine. But this is the thing: is my dad finally got into it, and unless they had the sunroof option with the sun, the, the don't shade want a sunroof. Yeah, and that's the thing: though. with the shade pulled back, it's the only way you can fit in the car comfortably. Yeah, no sunroof cars. You can have. You can be a tall person, but but no, that's the things you couldn't. Because the way the headliner, it was really weird. Because it, it, I you watched. Like, you have like four inches more headroom than I know. It's really, car. really weird the way he sits in the car. But it, it, hmm. it literally, I looked at his head, and his head in the non-sunroof car was touching the headliner. In the sunroof car, had he has had fit perfectly within the sunroof space. He All sits right. in a car like an ape. Yeah, like he's it's a bread van. It's yeah. a bread van. He's just an odd little man. <clears throat> anyway, so they accepted the car, <laughs> and they shouldn't have. It Correct. elapsed 30 days in Minnesota sitting on the lot. Uh, yes, I believe it was in our state for 30 days, which during that period, I did not request a rent-a-car. So they did not offer a loaner, which I was... Oh, yeah. I would have trouble buying a low... low uh, what do you call it? Low-line? A, a non-highline car. Nine, a non-highline car. They don't give you a loaner for warranty repair in a brand new car? That's ridiculous. So That's not I'm common, still, but yeah. And I had to get into a, you know an Uber early pandemic <clears throat> with you know, a mask on. It's like... Uh, Hope you're not infected. <laughs> or the person who wrote in this before. before, 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 yeah. before. I feel like <clears throat> there's probably an extenuating circumstance as to why they didn't give you a loaner. It might have, A, been the fact that they had no idea what they were getting themselves into. Dealers like that, they will sometimes offer you a rental. Yeah. But it, it's not a loaner. But that, that's the thing is, when so I worked probably at... still should have done. So I guess, when I worked at Maury's, I sold a Subaru, which shockingly had catastrophic engine issues. Huh. Yeah, I know, right? That'd be Just a first. warranty. But <laughs> what they actually what they did because the, he, they, my customer ended up being on a loaner for over three weeks. Uh, after the third week, uh, they took her out of the loaner and they put her into a trade-in that wasn't going to hit the lot. Mm-hmm. And that trade-in, they just they cleaned it out. They made sure it's mechanically sound. They just like threw it through it like, because they always have to do a safety inspection mm-hmm. to figure out if it's going in the lot or not. This one, it's not going in the lot. It was mechanically sound, but it was like a silver legacy with like over 100,000 miles when we had four wholesale. So it's yep. like, yeah, wholesale. <laughs> Screw it. So they actually threw her into a wholesale legacy for another month while they figured out what was going on. By the time her car was fixed, I put in my two weeks' notice. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Thank goodness she, for that silver legacy. Yeah. She was like, I am done with Subaru. I'm like, hey, me too. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. So anyway. Don't don't buy Volkswagen. <laughs> That's what I told her. But anyway, so carry on. Yeah, and there's a whole episode worth of back and forth between corporate, which I yeah. was going to save and show, but it's probably not worth really looking at all the emails. But I think it, it might be <sighs> worth doing that at a later date when we talk about 
We'll do an episode that would on be like a, a better blog post, probably. Yeah, so yeah maybe I'll, maybe concisely. I'll shelve some. Actually, of that. yeah. If you can send that to me, I, I would. Like, put yeah, it in I can send you that. And I'll do a. I'm I'll also gonna maybe update. shelf all the rest of the lemon law stuff because that's probably an interesting topic to more people than we yeah. realize. Also, it's not complete yet. Yeah. No, we're not quite. Well, oh, that's true. That's true. Once so, you're done with, I want to hit some of these highlights too before we wrap this episode up. And um, so early September, I think it was September first. Uh, I got a letter from Kia Corporate after much ado, and they said, whoa, okay, uh, looks like you've met the criteria for, uh, you know, a buyback, and, uh, you know, if you want to keep the car, uh, we'll give you 7500 bucks on top of, you know, keeping it. And you have until, Oc- you have until o- October 15th to respond. And I said, uh, well, um, I guess we'll touch base when the car's back in my hands. Um, October 17th, I get the car back. Wait, you said October 17th. Correct. This is, la- this is 2018. 2018. 20. 20, uh, 20. 2020. 2020. So two days oh, wait, after wait, wait, the wait. letter expired. <laughs> oh, there's... So they gave me a month it's and October a half. It's October 24th. They gave me a month and a half to respond and basically take their offer. They really hope you don't do a buyback. Because if they do a buyback, it's got to have a branded title like that Kona. Yeah. Which was in... It totally screws up the car. It, 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 like, it, it's got it's... a branded title, but it's under full warranty. So it'd be kind of fine. Um, but uh, they really want you to keep the car yeah. because it doesn't get a brand of title. They don't have to deal with any of the PR, which they're dealing with because I'm on Reddit and Facebook and mm-hmm. anywhere else I can. And a podcast. And yeah. Yes. Yeah, which is listened to by several folks. Yes. It's true. Several. Several. <laughs> many, many people. Sometimes over 100 people a week listen to this. Ooh, yeah, wow, we, we, actually, we actually do pretty decently. That's why mm-hmm. we still do it. <laughs> 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 if you guys stop listening, we'll stop doing it, so you better keep listening. And if you're bored, then just pause this and listen to the rest of it next week yep um so and again it's really hard to summarize this but they got the car got shipped to schaumburg kia bob Rohrman, which is in the very northwest suburbs of uh, chicago yeah. yes I know where as, is. as close as it could be yeah they also got a kia or sorry an ikea oh yes that's my so they dropped it off on july 14th i uh, noticed that it says three months ago <laughs> I, was, I was without my car for more than three months. It was three months and two days, and it's now been returned to me. So Bob Rorman out of Schaumburg, Chicago. Which got... really loves their own license plate frames. Yeah. Yes. Oh, this is a funny side topic. <laughs> so when I got the car, I did not have license plates for it. And yeah. the shows right there. Yep. Those are the Performance <clears throat> Kia Everett Washington license plates right there. Yeah. Being dropped off at Luther Kia, Bloomington, Minnesota. Uh, the car oh, yeah. was shipped from Bloomington to Schaumburg via truck and uh, Kia's dime. was fixed uh, after sitting on the lot for 14 days consecutively without being touched. I've got the app. It tells me when they turn it on. Mm-hmm. They didn't turn it on for 14 days. Oh, wow. So uh, <laughs> Chicago, Schaumburg also sat on the car forever. So nobody gave a flying bleep. <laughs> and um, and I kept, they, they said they were escalated, but it's like, this isn't escalated hot. <laughs> high enough or hot enough to you had a baby f- within this time period. well and that's what i said too and that's part of the, maybe the next chapter of this but whoops you're offering me 7500 bucks for this car but first of all these cars are worth five thousand dollars less now than when i bought mm-hmm. this and i haven't driven it more yeah. than 600 miles so uh how about you give me the difference there that seems fair yeah. because these these 2019s are still in the mm-hmm. lots even now you can find them which is weird 
Because again, in Britain, it's a six-month sure wait. And I'm sure you wouldn't have the same motor issue with another 2019. That would be impossible. Uh, clearly, there's no TSB or recall, so it must be the case. Must not actually be an issue. That boomer told you so. So they, they, uh, they, there's been a superseded part, the 711 motor, which apparently the, the main issue stemmed from a misalignment between the gear drive reduction gear, okay. which harkens back to the Kona, yeah. and, the, uh, and the motor itself. So I'd love to see a cutaway view of this, but apparently the flange was not robust enough to handle the 201 horsepower, 291 pound-feet of torque, which is, you felt. Yeah. Um, Does good burnouts. It's got more shocking torque. I think it's got about the same amount of torque as a Type R, actually. Okay. It's, it's, it's shockingly fast. Yes, I will call it that. But it's not unbelievably fast, but it's no. you do not expect that. But you keep your foot in it, and you're going very fast, very quickly. Yeah, you go, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> It's a hot. It's a hot hatch that looks like a refrigerator. Yeah, it's basically yeah. what it is. It, it's a secret hot hatch. But anyway. But I think we've hit a lot of the high points now. So the car was shipped. It was out of commission for three months and two days. It was fixed by a dealership 350 miles away. Purchased at a dealership a thousand miles away, and uh, Kia just absolutely shat the bed. Every and they are still the currently doing so because you still don't have a settlement yes. check or correct. an agreement. Correct. That's correct. But anyway, so the, the Chicago dealer put their own dealer license plate frames oh. and plates on it, <laughs> yes. and and one of them broke and off one of the them, front. The front one had broken off, so only the two bolts uh, and the top rim were, the, were there when it showed up. And Eric, I think, has a picture of it somewhere. Mm. I do. And uh, also, in addition to that, they didn't call Scott when it got back to Bloomington. Hmm. What? He looked at the app, which has a GPS location of the vehicle. He's like, hey, can you bring me to the dealer? I want to go get my car. I'm like, sure, sounds good. We get there after them not even knowing that he knew that it was back. They hadn't called him because, in our speculation here, but it's pretty likely, the car had been damaged on the transport coming back from Chicago to Minnesota. <laughs> so whatever they had done, the roof had had two dents put in it. And again, the front license plate frame had been broken off. So the transport wasn't careful. But my speculation is they hadn't called him to tell him it was back because they were going to try to sneak it in for PDR before mm. they called him. They said it would be ready back. on uh, the 20th, <clears throat> and I picked it up on the, I think it was the Friday, what was that, the it was 18th? Pick, it was yeah. either 17th? that or prior. I think it was the 17th, maybe. I think there's seven new people that are smoking cigarettes because of this <laughs> debacle. Because I was just thinking the, the number of people, because coming from a service advisor standpoint and being completely powerless to the powers that be and just getting having to be the person that makes you guys happy, I would start smoking. Everyone just gets railroaded yeah, by corporates. And, like, again, so there's there's still no concrete settlement the last right. time. And not to mention the person that Scott had been dealing with via email had taken, like, multiple three-week just well, she's absent on, vacations yeah, she's with on no a alternative day, contact. Her name is Shelby. They will not give you their last name, so you don't harass them, I guess, which I uh. might have. But, she, <laughs> but on, on October 14th, I got a rep, on, you know, those automatic replies. Yeah. It says from the October 16th to the 26th, I'll be out of the office, so I can't help you. But I got this on the 14th. Ah. Is that, is that, was that, like, a Friday or something? Or? And she didn't help you on the 14th or the 15th, right? And oh, th there's so many more things we haven't gone through. So I had to submit my third rental car contract for reimbursement. Oh, yeah. That's insane. You can't rent a car for more than a month here, otherwise yeah. it becomes a lease. And your rental cars. Oh, yeah. There's a story <laughs> in and of themselves. Yeah, I, I wish I could stick around longer, but I, I'm not going to be able to stay for the second episode. But there's more, so much more here. But let's I, wrap up with the car itself, I think. That, I think that's a good way to wrap up. Because I, I, what I want to do... I think we should base this whole hour and 30 minute long episode around the Kia Nero, your ownership experience and an early adopter BEV buyer. And if you recommend it at the end of the day, 
do that last one last. After oh, okay. you're done Before with you answer any of those questions, what's your current odometer on the car? 1100. Okay. <laughs> and you've owned it for how long? Since June 2nd. The, you, you could honestly, this is getting... You're but almost, more than half the miles now has been since you got it back then. So it's insane. I, I'd yes. still be curious to know because you had 500. I think I dropped it off at 830. Oh, interesting. Okay. At, uh, at, well, but, I might even go through it in the in the Reddit post here. But, but it, it, it works though, right? Uh, it works oh, now? God, oh, Reddit. it works great. It yeah, works great. It works great. It's good. There's some tires left on the front. Some. Um, so, 850 miles. No, 850 miles. So, wow, all this has happened in less than 1,000 miles. So, anyway, I'm, I'm curious to hear the answer to these questions, but yeah. I wanted to establish that he hasn't had it that long. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to touch on those. Go through clear. each one of them again, please. Yeah. I, I can't remember. <laughs> well, I mean, do you recommend it? Well, no, do that one last. But, I mean, okay. like, I just thought, because we've talked about your ownership experience thus far, which has been horrible. Um <laughs> By no fault of the vehicle. Ownership experience, I'd say, has been okay, but the dealership experience, awful. Okay. That's a part of the ownership experience, I'd say. Right, but the, mostly the it's been corporate. Itself, yeah. Mostly it's been corporate. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's part of the ownership experience. That's, like, there's a reason. So, you feel like an early adopter. You for feel, better or for worse, you feel like you're you feel blazing like, new ground. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the 2012 Performance Model S signature people were dealing with a lot of this same the same same The early Model S had very similar, if not the same, motor issues. Yeah, so bearings. With... with Going back to, we, we always kind of wonder why people buy Subarus when they have so many horrible issues, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the reason is Subaru has these same issues, but instead of fixing them, Subaru's adopted an entire ecosystem to deal with them. Mm-hmm. So you get taken care of very well. As I said with my customer, she was out of her car for a month and a half, over a month and a half. It, but... Subaru. But they had processes in place to deal with exactly. the horrific unreliability exactly. of their own cars. Subaru <laughs> had a process set in place from corporate in which somebody from corporate was in contact with her the entire time. And they gave her a car that she didn't have to pay out of pocket for three times for exactly. almost $1,000 yeah. a pop. I'm still 2000 bucks out of pocket I'm and, being reimbursed and, for. And this yeah. is also something that's, as we've seen, is a common issue yes. on these They've superseded the part, which means it's a problem. And it's not been recalled. Correct. Nor so, is or, there a TSB. Or TSB. Or but TSB. the motors exist in bulk in, in this New country. Jersey. So this is a thing. With Subaru. Huh, I'm, a lot of hard dots to connect here, but, <laughs> but I, going, bear with uh, me. Yeah. But with Subaru, when they have these issues, for the most part, they make an attempt to fix it. They yeah. are dealing with Subaru build quality, which is what it is but that's the thing as a company they have mechanisms in place your ownership experience of this shittier product is going to be better and this is why people buy subarus because you know the shit's going to break but you know that they're going to take care of you when the shit breaks but kia is in their first generation of ev platforms here well technically second i guess but this it makes sense this is something the company who makes let's be honest very reliable products mm-hmm. has not dealt with before yeah and that's the thing is they also 10-year powertrain but i mean the other, the other thing <laughs> is is that he is not doing any they're not going out of their way to help scott because i feel like if this right. is a subaru which let's like, be honest it's on the same level as a kia when you're buying a car mm-hmm. yeah and that, that's the thing that this is why a lot of people buy subarus over like this is why subaru went from selling a hundred thousand cars and 2005 to selling 600,000 cars in 2015 mm-hmm. it, because of the, how they take care of their customers. And, and that has to be it because the product certainly isn't doing it. it. it, it yeah, no, because the product, the product sucks. And, like, realistically, the Kia, the, Kia product, the Kia product isn't a whole lot better. 
Like, no, it isn't. But like by and large, like they 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 just don't have the same head guy. They yeah, have, they they have issues. They but... have problems with the two point four GDI. Let's be honest. Yeah, you look in their scrap metal dumpster; it's full of two point four GDI. Exactly. So like this is the thing is like when I say ownership experience, I actually count how corporate will take care of you mm-hmm. when shit hits the fan. That's totally because fair. this is a, this is an issue where the shit is at the fan and corporate is not unplugged the fan. It's still fleeing shit. They're refusing the to do so. They are actively saying, no, it's hot in here. We're leaving the fan on. Well, the, the, you're actually pooping into a 55-gallon drum and the fan's upside down in it, spinning slowly. And, but that's what I mean. It's like, as opposed to like Subaru, like, Subaru's going to turn off the fan. They're yeah. going to do something to take care of you. Like, they understand that they'll have a head gasket issue. You know what? It happens outside of warranty. We don't have to take care of you, but check this out. We have so those getting... parts in the parts department. So the the, we will There's two critical it. points here. One... Conventional wisdom slash people in the know know that BEVs, battery electric vehicles, yes. are dead reliable. And that's a the thing. There's yeah, nothing to go wrong with them. Yeah. They're Kia Soul first gen at 111 horsepower, I think, or 120, I think, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. It didn't have any issues that I've heard of. That powertrain might not have been made by Kia. This it, might be their first train pow- correct. first gen power. But this also the torque was so much higher on this engine, 291. Yeah. That's decently high. It's actually 26, I think, higher than the Bolt in terms of pound feet. 291 hor- uh, pound-feet of torque is a totally respectable amount yeah, of power. Yeah, and they limit it. This is a quick vehicle. Despite the yeah. traction control fully defeated, I still think it's somewhat limited at the early uh, RPMs. Yeah. And so I think there's two things at, at play here. One, somebody at the higher high ranks of the executive said, BEVs are shown to be dead reliable. We don't want to sell them because they don't make as much money, but they're dead reliable. So let's warranty this. Let's just ship it out. Who cares? Two, I don't think they wanted to sell them. Because it's not sold 50 states. Yeah, it's true. I think you're right. I think that they just don't want to deal with them. They didn't the want to sell them. Profit margin yeah. can't be as good on those either. No, it's you're probably losing money. But that's the thing is... On a mild or a plug-in hybrid, way higher. But, yeah. the, but this is the thing is now you're losing customer share on top of that. Mm-hmm. Because now on top of having to deal with that, now you have to deal with pissed off customers. And it was, it was unfortunate, too, because even going back to our February trip to uh, Fully Charged, we met that couple from Canada who mm-hmm. drove their sole EV so, like 3,500 miles down to the show. Yeah. They loved it. So my question is, would you recommend one of these? I think it just comes down to whether, uh, well, first of all, the later the better. Yeah. <laughs> because some people, I thought that they were just replacing these motors and all new vehicles with the replacement motor and then it would be a non-issue. Mm-hmm. But some people are saying they're still putting the early 710 motors oh, in, no. the brand new ones, which I, I cannot confirm that. It's really hard. If they're not putting the new motors in it, I don't think I would buy one. I think your experience combined with, trust me, there are other people in the country dealing with exactly what you're we dealing saw, with right we, now. We saw the, 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 the numbers, yeah. Like, right, but I mean, those people aren't as equipped to deal with mm-hmm. corporate like Scott is. Or having, yeah. mul- or having multiple <clears throat> siblings with Tesla vehicles that don't make any sound, so you're like, oh, that EV makes a grinding sound. Right, like yeah. if I had bought that vehicle and it made that noise, I'd be like, eh. Uh, even if I knew it was an issue, I'm A like, lot of first, uh, you look at the Facebook group and they're all like, how do you do the regenerative braking, or what does it use? They're asking these really basic questions, yeah. and yeah. G- God bless them. You know, they're they're doing what they can, but they are not multiple EV owners. And these I can, are first time buyers, yeah. and they do not know that this grinding sound is unusual. And I guarantee it's everywhere. <laughs> and I can tell you that your car needs an ignition coil from driving it. Like these people are in a completely different ethos. Yeah. Right. Where they'll drive a car with two cylinders not firing right. at all, and be like, "Yeah, it seems fine." <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, it seems a little slow. I mean, it's just it's not a Ferrari. But no, it's not a Ferrari. But it's also supposed to work correctly. You know. Right. Like, oh, I just thought it was getting old. 
Like, it's a year and a half. No, just kidding. No, but, yeah, okay. But I mean, it, it's, it's that same thing, though, where it's a lot of these people, they don't know any better. So, likely, this is more common than we know I think of, it's right? almost an inevitability, and this is something we didn't touch on, but some people had 10,000 plus miles, and then they had this issue. Some people have a lead foot. It's going to turn into a TSB. Some people have a lead foot, and they apparently trigger the issue after 600 miles instead of 10,000. If this is, if this is happening, I only did one burnout in it, all right? <laughs> if this is happening in under 1,000 miles... This isn't just going to be a TSB. It's going to be a class action lawsuit. So in Poland, the only case I've heard of of a total failure was in Poland. And uh, supposedly it stranded them. You know, it wasn't any worse than that. But well, I'm guessing it broke the bearings and the input of the gear case. So that makes sense. Yeah, but that's the thing is when a Haldex clutch breaks on an Audi TT, it doesn't strand the car. It makes the car not have all-wheel no, drive. No, I'm not downplaying the issue. But it's I mean, a huge like, problem. I think it's one of those things where like, if this come, if this were to come out, like if people actually knew what was going on with these cars... But I have a feeling that this, if you had just driven it until it got to the point where, like, wow, a normie would know this needs to go in, mm-hmm. it would have had a lot of miles on it. And by that time, somebody else would have done the work that you're doing and, to spearhead this. And the icing on the cake, and it really reminds you that you're the early adopter, is that supposedly Minnesota's can get at least one EV certified dealer in 2021. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like, there's so many, like I see Kia so dealer. many jokes on the internet yes. being like, oh, I hear a sound in my car, I just put headphones on. So how many people, like you said, are ignoring it? Like, well, people are coming from combustion engines, so yeah. like some no, they don't know what to expect noise-wise. I, like, I hear so many noises on my vehicle that I go, all right, this is problematic, this isn't problematic, but how many people just go, it's that's just the car. The well, and there's no check engine light yeah. to tell the Correct. army that there's something wrong. Because the car doesn't know. It sees the rotation speed in the motor. It sees a proportional throttle value. There's nothing wrong. So th- this so... comes back to my initial question. Would, would, would you recommend this as, well, a, as and, an EV? And I'm going to have to hedge again on that because if I end up getting a $15,000 check on top of the $7,500 federal tax credit, this will end up being like a $20,000 car or less. So then yes. You then would. yes. But, it, it'd be worth it. But, but the, 67 but, kilowatt hour heat pump uh, vehicle. Ass, that, assuming, yeah. And the heat pump is a big deal. Assuming mm-hmm. you don't get a $15,000. Well, I know I'm check. getting at least 7500 because they already made that offer. Okay. 7500 plus the 7500 I would make them buy back at 7500 at so this point. So what, let's say, let's say yeah. they don't give bolt. you anything at for At this it. point, there's like I can get a Mach-E at this point for another mm-hmm. full tax credit. But, but I mean, this, this is my question. Is, assuming, they, assuming you're just a normal person and Kia doesn't give you anything for this. Would you recommend this to, like, Jana's mom? No. So, no. I, in fact, I wouldn't recommend... I, w- I would have trouble recommending any BEV at this point really? to somebody's random mom. And I don't know anything about your mom, sorry. She's, She's a random mom. naive yeah. random mom that doesn't know anything I don't, I don't about think Jiffy Lube oil change yeah. mom. Toyota Sienna. Well, That's uh, all she knows. Jiffy Lube oil mom is arguably the best candidate for an EV because you, you can't screw it up and not maintain it. But you want to make sure it's a... And this is what it should have been. Mm. I just assumed a 10-year powertrain warranty. You're well, going to have it one fully moving part. Right. I mean, plus a gear case. I mean, it's more than one, let's be honest. But like. But they screwed up the only thing to screw up. Right. And yeah. even people at work mm. who were like excited... Of course, it was pandemic, so they didn't yeah. want to go for a ride, but they would have been excited to, to go for a ride mm. and drive this. And they and, couldn't. And they would have been... And now it would have been, like, one of the biggest EV advocates. Yeah. And now they've, like, burned that bridge. Yeah, now 100%. It's, yeah. I, I had three people in Minnesota buy 500Es after they yeah. drove mine. And that's the thing is, I think with, with this whole Same Kia thing with situation, the Tesla. like, I drove this. It's an amazing car. It's it really good. really, 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 really It does really everything it needs to do, and it can be fun. And the really new motor, I think, is more powerful. 
It is an SRT4. It does feel pretty sprightly. It is, it is an SRT4 of mm. EVs, where it is great on paper and nobody's going to buy it because of the company. And I, I think that... And I kind of hope they don't, because then I'll have the weird orphan car and then get the pilot support for S's and take it out across. <laughs> yeah, there you Heck go. Yeah. So, Incidentally, make a lowering kit for it. I well, we will, we will get to your... Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to do an entire episode on the rental car market and the world of and rental And lemon cars. laws. And yeah. then lemon also, laws are worth a lot of I'm gonna I'm going to add those right now. We should, yeah. When, when you don't have your wife's yeah. birthday, happy birthday. Unfortunately, I have to take it after again. this. But. Um, also, uh, I will totally trade you an Indeed uh, Mexican Honey for a Ladonia. Done. Because Ladonia is, I don't know if you've ever had it, but it's... I've heard it's of a du- it. It's a, d- it's a double. You keep you know doing the a, Italian thing. It's a triple uh, chef's I, kiss. That was uncomfortable. If it's a triple like Belgian beer, then I bet definitely can't have it right now, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, I added them. Well, thank you for coming on mm-hmm. and Pleasure. telling us all about it. Uh, it was yeah. deeply informative. It was a hour and 40 minute long episode. I knew it was going to take time. That's what we said. But that's the thing is... We really wanted to talk about how great this car is, where it is in the market, and also juxtapose it to how Kia handles We're the We're all early adopters. I'm very glad yeah. you guys have both driven it and Jana's ridden in well, it. Well, Jana, um, you, yeah, you, you still have to drive I'll it. I'll drive it sometime. And Eric yeah, drove it pre-motor replacement, but uh, mm-hmm. I think it's important to... Um, ground yourself in the in the ultimate, and the or, reason the left people would never complain. Product, what the product itself. And is. if they give me a loaner car and just taken three months, yeah, you would have been might fine. not have mattered, but they didn't, and that's the, the whole fa- story. In Britain, it would be earth yourself instead of ground yourself. Yeah. Just thank you. Yeah, it, it's, it's earth. The fact that's been a six month boondoggle. It's actual perfect use of the term boondoggle. It's been a six month boondoggle for you, where he's had to absorb even more financial burden. Yeah, where he's had yeah. It, it, from the car that was supposed to stem that car yeah, payments, just, insurance, rental car. I made three car payments consecutively without owning the, or without That's having the car in my possession. Bananas! <laughs> I had time to install an off-peak level two charger at his home. I literally oh would. I, I would lose my mind over that. I, you were way more patient over EVs than I am. I told I the person on the phone like I'd be yelling at you if I thought it would help. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Maybe I should have yelled at her. I think you should have. I think you should honestly go on more. I'm no, more don't do that. But the sequel will be the ID Buzz, and then yeah. you'll be ranting about more Volkswagens and oh, yeah, I'm sure. slamming the microphone yeah, down. It, yeah, uh, our sequel will be even worse when Volkswagen shits the bed even harder. <laughs> and then, then we'll be able to juxtapose who shat the bed harder, Volkswagen or Korean Volkswagen. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Scott, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Sorry we wasted so much of your time, but I enjoyed it. I liked Bye-bye. Your story. <laughs>